Welcome everyone to this very special What are you comedy. doing? I'm doing a Halloween voice because it's Halloween. You're doing <laughs> Dracula. Dracula is Dracula is Halloween, kind of. He's a All vampire. Right. I'm going Listen, I don't get to do that much accent work on this show. Generally, for good reason. For good reason. Well, <laughs> hey, I think we should make it a of... general rule of thumb that neither of us should do accent work because it's all bad. Well, well, yeah, okay. That's you had not... one really good one once. You did a one good accent that I can't remember even what it was. Oh, it hasn't been released yet, but your Apollo from the Lizzie McGuire movie was pretty cool. Well, it'll be it'll be released by the time they hear this. Yeah. I um it'll be it'll be out. It was supposed to come out this weekend, but technical difficulties. Um so, yes, this is welcome everybody to D Comedy, our rewatch review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Uh it's Halloween. This month, your decommentators are me, Spookus. And me, Emma. Okay, yeah. You're not going to play. You're not going to play with me in this space? There's no good Emma pun for spooky. I think last year you did like Emma or something. Like it was. Yeah, that's about it. There's also the one in the Haunted Mansion where it's like, I am a spook. That's not bad. Emma spook. Emma ghost. Yeah. Emma ghost. I am a ghost. (laughs) It works kind of. Uh, yes, so it is Halloween time once again here in the D Comedy Studios, and uh, we are ready here and willing and able to talk about uh, Halloween Town. This time we're coming around to. to this time it's very- personal. <laughs> this time it's personal. This time we are coming around to our very first sequel film, which is Halloween, the classic Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. Calabar with a K. Just to clarify, everyone. I uh, I have a theory about that that we're going to talk about once we get to it. I can't wait but, to hear it because I have still coming up empty on why they changed the spelling by a letter on that name. Well, it, it, trust me, it's not a good theory, but I think it's kind of it's. It, we'll get there. But so, yes, we've yet to have a good theory on this show, so don't worry. Yeah, well, I don't know. There was you did some good ones about I think in You Wish about people having eating disorders and another guy selling drugs. So oh, that was pretty good. I stand those by those with yeah. no evidence. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, so let's, for, before we hop into that, uh, we've got some news uh, to talk about. Not Halloween themed, uh, but it's all, it's it's funny because uh, last month I was like, oh, there's not really not any news, let's just hop right in. This month, some big stuff has been talked about that I've been waiting to comment on. Well, so get to it then. What's happening? All right. Let's start with the most mundane. Not mundane, the least controversial. Luke, again, you still haven't said one piece of news. Okay, I'm I'm getting to it. Let's start with the least controversial. All right, this is from E, uh, ET Online. Tia Maori has revealed that they are very close to rebooting Sister Sister. Thank Jesus. (laughs) It has not been confirmed by Disney or anyone, but uh, she said it's closer than ever, uh, her words. And she said the original cast are all de- definitely the parents are will be coming back if they. That's do all it. you need is the two parents and then the twins. I mean, really, I, that's true. But I mean, also, but listen, I'm just saying, I, uh, I it's good to know they're going to be there. But yes, we could be getting a sister sister reboot, especially because I think Raven's Home is doing pretty well. I mean, I don't know, I haven't checked like ratings. I don't know even how to do that, but. I've seen a bunch of good... They got a season two recently. That's another small piece of news. So I'm guessing it's doing okay. 
Um, but so they might be going trying to uh, dip back into that well of their popular. Good. Shows. I mean, in this age of reboots, the fact that a sister sister reboot hasn't happened yet is like actually very mentally jarring for me because that is such a good show with one of the better theme songs. Of all it time. does have a good. Th- it does have a good theme song. They need to start playing that at the club. Sister, <laughs> sister, never knew how much I missed yet. Like it is. <laughs> I want to hear that rebooted with like an added verse or something. Like for that's what I'm most excited for. Sure. Well, again, well, this is not Disney has not said we're doing this. She just said they are in talks, and it looks like it's very. Like, I believe so Tia. It, if she says keep, it's happening, yeah. it's happening. So keep your eye on for that. Uh, hopefully, it'll be uh, good. Um, speaking of reboots, uh, this is the most controversial bit of news to come up recently, which I'm sure, Emma, you've heard about this already, but for anyone who doesn't know... What? Have I? We we need to talk about Hocus Pocus. So... Oh, I have heard about this. If you are not someone who has watched all of the Halloween decoms, which there's too many to count at this point, I'm sure you have at least seen the theatrical film... Hocus Pocus, released Which by Disney. Which was supposed to be a decom. It was. It Fun was started fact. production as a decom, but jumped uh, into theaters. someone stitched that bad boy together in the editing room and was like, fuck, we got gold. Send this biz, <laughs> send this baby out. Uh, but it's it's become basically a Halloween classic. I don't think that's It's uh, my favorite Halloween movie. It's, it really I've, is. I've actually never seen it. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I watch Hocus Pocus like every Halloween. It's my, my favorite. I'm a, I, I know I have, I think I've touched on this briefly, but you know I'm not really much of a Halloween guy. It is weird, guys. I think we gave you the wrong impression in the intro where I was being like very deadpan, but Lucas doesn't really love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. It's Emma's favorite holiday. I'm I a Christmas guy. Emma loves Halloween. Of, like, I have pump, like I have like a Halloween centerpiece in my apartment. I'm already, I was spent tonight like putting like my costumes together with my glue gun. Like I am really balls deep in Halloween every <laughs> single year. And I love Hocus Pocus. I love mean, it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in my apartment with my one Halloween decoration that our parents bought me when they came to visit at Kmart. Uh, but yeah, I'm not much of a Halloween guy, so I've not seen Hocus Pocus. I watch like, the one movie I watch Every Halloween is Monster Squad, and then that's pretty much it. I don't really have a... Oh, you know dot. what else is a good Halloween movie? Casper. The one with Christina Ricci and that hot ghost play, ghost boy playing Casper. That's a great one. Oh, also, Casper Meets Wendy. Say, we I, was gonna, yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, we loved that as kids. We loved Casper Meets Wendy. We watched that all the time. Uh, so, Hocus Pocus is a very beloved fil- film, and people have been asking for a sequel or a reboot or something... And we are getting a remake, but it's going to be on Disney Channel, presumably as a decom. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck if it's not in theaters. The thing that I'm mad at is if Sarah Jessica Parker is not there, it's not, it doesn't count. I want the I mean, original three actresses. They are not, they're redoing it with a new cast, is what I, the article that I saw. But so the remake is uh, happening, it's confirmed, but the director of Hocus Pocus is coming back. He, or No, he's sorry, the producer is attached to the project. I shouldn't say I don't give a producer out. means literally nothing, honestly. Yeah, like, I, look. They're just throwing dollars at it. That doesn't mean anything. Get SJP back in that corset and wig and get her on the set, otherwise I'm not interested. Same, th- same way I feel about Sex and the City movie. You gotta have the originals, otherwise... <laughs> Don't fucking bother. According to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Bette Midler was not a fan of uh, the idea of doing a sequel. Sarah Jessica Parker was down, and I'm sure... Sarah Jessica Parker is always fucking down. Uh, She is always down. Yeah, um, and I'm sure Kathy and Jimmy could be persuaded. She was like, when's the last time she's been in a a 
the not busy. Film. I'm going to tell you that right now. But so this is happening, and I feel and there's there when this came out, I was I was upset that we weren't recording while this news was breaking because there was a lot of backlash coming from Twitter and decom people being like, why would you make take an amazing beloved film and, and make, make it shitty? Uh, and make a remake version that'll probably be of worse quality. Although, like, I don't know if, like, a 90s, like, low-budget Disney movie versus, like, a 2018 Disney Channel movie, I don't know how that's gonna shape out in terms of, The original of, like, is quality. still gonna be better. Well, yeah, obviously. It's almost always better. You know but why I'm it'll be saying. better? Because, number one... Sarah um, Jessica Parker. Number Sarah, two, Sarah I'm Jessica already, Parker. Number three, Sarah Jessica Parker. No. I've already touched on that point. I was going to make a completely new and different point, which was the hot ass guy who moved went out to star in NCIS who got turned into the cat. They don't have him. That smoke show of a guy. You see him for two minutes. He is from the 18th century. That he has that weird crush on that little tiny girl. Um, as uh, Thackeray Banks. That's the same. Thackeray Banks smoke show. Also, girl in modern day that the main kid Max is trying to go to Bone Town with. She is a smoke show and so cool. And we're never gonna get we're never gonna get the talent like that back. We're just not. Oh yeah, no. Disney Channel does not attract the kind of talent mm-hmm. it used to in cases like the Halloween Town films. I also feel like it's literally gonna look identical. Like when you're saying like this like late nineties like thing that came out in theaters, I will it will literally look identical, Luke, because we watched it last year because, like, I have a friend who grew up in Europe who had never seen it. And so, like, I had a whole night at my house where I made, like, a fall um, sangria, like an apple cider sangria. And we watched Hocus Pocus because she had never seen it. You're so extra. I am so extra. But we were watching it and, like, fashion has fully recycled, like, like circled around. So, like, what they are wearing in this movie is literally present-day clothing. Like, it, it looks, it could have been shot yesterday for, like, the outfits. It's, like, all high-waisted jeans and flannels. Like, it looks like it could be 2017. Again, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. But that does sound kind of funny. Um, but, so, so, uh, yeah, this remake is happening. People are upset about it. I don't know. I don't really have that much love for the original. You haven't just, seen just, it. You can't say you don't have I'm, love for something you haven't seen. No, that, that's why I'm saying. That's why I, I don't, don't know anything the about the original as a way to say that. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't know. Well, no, I know stuff. I know what happens in the movie. Well, that doesn't fucking it. matter. I know what happened in the Iraq war, but I really no, can't I'm not, be an authority look, on the subject because I wasn't look, there. I'm not trying to be an authority. I'm, a, I'm not trying to be a fake Hocus Pocus fan. I made it clear up front. I've not seen the film. I'm just saying I have no association with it. So I'm not that upset about this. I'm honestly kind of interested to see what they do with it because they're walking a very thin line and I feel like they're going to cross it. You don't know. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Let's move on to the next piece of news. I can't even have discourse with you about this. It's in a similar vein, funnily enough. So, the other big news that dropped is that um, another adaptation to Disney Channel will be coming, which is they are adapting slash remaking Freaky Friday again as a Disney Channel movie musical. What? I haven't yes. even heard that. Can they just yes. get some fucking new ideas? Like, I love a reboot, well, but, like, come on. Well, here's, here's the thing. So, I actually didn't know this, but apparently after the uh, classic Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis, Freaky Friday came out, there was a there has been a stage adaptation of it going around for a while, like a musical. Like, I'm reading about this on Playbill.com, like an oh. actual performed version of Freaky Friday musical, and I guess it was doing well enough that Disney Channel was like, hey, let's just put this on the small screen. Well, the thing about Freaky Friday was that Freaky Friday is already a reboot. It is. It's a remake. It's a remake, yeah. So now it's being remade, if you count the musical, four times? 
Like, there has to be some new ideas. It's a movie based on a book. No, no, hang on. It's a TV movie based off a musical that's based off a movie that's a remake of another movie that's based on a book. That's yeah, guys, the, that's we, the gotta do, we gotta do better as a country. <laughs> this is just um, lazy. It says the cast album was of the stage production was released in February, and it, and like... So I guess you could probably try and find that. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe the songs are nice. I actually haven't watched Forget Friday in a long time. I that's something I really do believe should not be touched. That last iteration with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan is as close to a, a perfect movie as you're gonna get. <laughs> I could watch that. We can't even do a bonus episode on that because I could watch that and not have a single bad thing to say about it. I will literally come out of that and be like, I. I think I got we'll nothing. definitely. I think we'll definitely do a bonus episode on it at some point. Don't take. That I won't be research. on it because I have no discourse except for perfect movie. It's not even like. Lizzie McGuire would be so dated that I would make fun of it. I it holds up a hundred percent. Okay, no, 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 no. I listen. You did not make fun of Lizzie McGuire in the movie that much on the Lizzie McGuire bonus episode. I know I was there, and it was like ninety percent you and Ashley geeking out over the fashion. It was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to find anything wrong with it. You can't poke holes in a steel beam. I'm sorry. Anyway, all right. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, oh, the only other thing is that right now, so it'll probably be over by the time that uh, you're hearing this, is they're doing the Spirit of Halloween Town Festival in uh, St. Helens, Oregon, where the movie was filmed. It's an annual celebration. It's really, really cool. I like they put the big pumpkin out and like. Who cares? Uh, I'm not going to Oregon. No, no, I know, but it's cool because uh, all the cast is reuniting at it right now. Uh, because in honor of Debbie Reynolds, and apparently they gave her a statue in the town, which is really cool because. She was great, and it makes me. And watching this movie made me really, really made sad. Made me sad she's too. Not, she's not around because she's so, so good in it. Uh, but yeah, that's happening. Uh, the, some of the pics that have come out of it are pretty primo. There's like a picture of Kimberly J. Brown in Benny's cab. It's so check those out on Twitter. It's pretty cool. But that is all the news I've got. So let's uh, so let's hop right in. We open on a recap of the first film, which using is kind of, footage from the first film that we just yes. repackaged and. Slapped back together. Yep. It, it's honestly kind of unnecessary. And it, Marty gives a, a voiceover over all this, basically giving you the Cliff Notes version of uh, what happened. Uh, if, I'm not going to go through what happened in the first movie. You can just listen to our episode on it. Uh, so then they cut to... Then we see, like... Well, during the montage, they show shots of Halloween Town. That's new footage. And it looks totally different. Totally different. Is it a different set? What's happening? I think it was a different set at this time. Like, they couldn't get the filming location back in St. Helens, Oregon. And they were just, like, set up, like, a couple generic, like, walkways. And, like, it looks like... It's so, very, um... Sorry to cut you off, but it's very, no, uh... Theme parky. It feels like a Disneyland Yeah, land it's really closed like a, in, too. Or, like, a... Yeah, it feels closed in. It feels like a specific land of, like, a, you know, Magic Kingdom or, like, Harry Potter yeah. world. Like, it's very clear that those streets don't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. It, it was in, in, a, in the first movie, it was set up, like, uh, the Back to the Future town, where it's, like, big city hall, mm-hmm. then, like, grassy area where the where the pumpkin statue is. But it also looked like those streets went somewhere. Like, it was, like, you turned right. around a corner yeah, yeah, yeah. where you were on a street. As to where this, you can very much tell it is a corner full of fake streets. Yeah. It's just the pumpkin in the middle, and then, like, building, 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 making, like, a square around it, and, like, the middle area is all you, only ways to go. It's really weird. But, uh, and they kind of try to explain it away as, like, oh, Halloween Town's always changing. But, no, they just couldn't get the set back. 
Also, um, these graphics still fucking suck. Like, have we not had time to get some, like, when the title popped up? Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. It looks like it was made in MS Paint, and they were so bad in the last movie, too. Well, to, to be fair, uh... You're right. The graph, some of the special effects really haven't gotten that much better. They're like marginally better, and so I could see why like the FX suffered for it. But uh, the monster, the monster costumes and makeup has gotten a vast improvement over yeah. the first film. Where they, I, I actually watched the first movie and this one yesterday, just to kind of you know take it all in, and I realized in the first Halloween Town they have like three masks that they just different paint and put and on. They people. were also just like slapping fairy wings on extras, and I was like, what are yeah. you supposed to be? It was it was jar- jarring. Yeah, so this one does a better job, but we'll talk about that when we get into it. So then we cut. Uh, then we then we are shown Marty's house. It is a different. Uh, house from last time completely they different house completely different they, house oh yeah they moved they say that um and she is on the computer and i think she's supposed to be using some kind of like halloween town chat thing okay called, like i gotta i gotta something. circle back you gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta, gotta, gotta get some space for me right now number one okay. um in this like little bebop boop thing where she's like recapping the past movie like bitch we were there that's why we're here right now um, but still, she's, like, talking about how, like, Grandma can only, like, she lives with us now, and, like, oh, right, still yeah. only on Halloween night, we can go between the worlds. I'm like, why the fuck do these dumbass rules still exist? That was my first thought. And I was like, isn't the bad guy who wanted to keep you guys separate, like, gone now? Like, and it's so funny, because I really didn't remember how this movie ended. And I, my first question, my first note is, why <laughs> does this rule still exist? Like, I was like, this seems... So fucking arbitrary. Well, but it, I mean, whenever you're making a world that has magic in it, you have to kind of establish rules for how it works. Until you way. don't. Until the last well, yeah, night. That, that, yeah, we'll talk. We're going to talk about that when we get to it because I have I have some mixed opinions on that. But also, Emma, the villain did not want to keep them apart. The guy wanted to rush into the mortal. Calibar wanted to come into the mortal world and take it over. The, it was established. The, the, Do you think the I care? Thing with, I don't. You, I did the, whatever. But fine. So all the important thing she says in the narration is the fact that it's been two years since the first film. And now the um, grandma they, is living with them. and But, like, is not living in Halloween Town. Right. That happened at the end of the first one. Um, and they haven't been back to Halloween Town since, uh, is, I Which, believe like, why didn't the grandma go back? Whatever. And it's, moving it's, on. It's very... Moving on to Ghoul Chat, which is the internet chat room <laughs> that Marnie is on when we open on her. Two notes from the jump. Number one, I said Marnie is, in all caps, beautiful here. Oh, yeah. She so. is. She, like, looks. This is probably her peak. She looks stunning in this movie in every shot. Kimberly J. Brown still looks fine. But, I'm, but I agree with you. No, she does I'm, look not, great. I'm not going to say she looks bad. But, like, I'm saying out of all of the movies, the three that she's in, I think she looks probably the most beautiful in this one. She is really okay. stunning. That's fair. But here's. But, uh. So here's the thing about that that we should address. It's been two years in film time. Everyone is aged like five. Oh, Sophie's like a completely like a teenager. Yeah, Sophie. No, Sophie actually I felt kind of looked believably like a small amount older. But freaking Dylan and Marty each look. They Dylan looks like he. D- Dylan looks like he's like fifteen. I think he is. They're talking about being in high school, aren't they? In high school. Marty is. Marty definitely is because how in uh, the first movie it was she was thirteen. Uh, so there's, so Dylan is maybe 14, but he looks like he should be driving. He looks like 16, 17. Marnie looks like maybe she could pass his 18. I will say also in the line of Dylan, like, I know he's supposed to be the nerd and like they do a pretty good job of trying to frame him as that and dress him as that, but he actually is like an attractive kid. Oh yeah. He looks great too. He looks totally he looks like good. Normal, like he didn't really hit an some... awkward stage in this. And no. I mean, obviously Marnie didn't either. They both look great. No. 
They but they both look great. But but it's just like this movie was made released three years after the original Halloween Town, I believe, and so t- they had two years pass in uh, movie time. But it super looks like way more past. Like I guess they just kind of got bad luck of the draw that both Dylan and Marnie would hit puberty super hard and also nail it because they look great. Um, but so the yes, Ghoul Chat is the thing that she's using, and I I can't they they don't pay any mind to this, but I couldn't. Oh, tell thank you. Was... Didn't you think this was gonna become a thing later? I was yes, like, why I is this not important? And she never explains it. Who was she yeah. talking to on no Ghoul one. Chat? I'm... I was like, is she talking to strangers? I, I thought she strangers. was like talk, gonna be talking to Luke in Halloween Town. Yes, or yes, but or nope, something. Nope. Nah. Uh, but so she is upset because her mom and her grandmother are fighting, which is apparently a common occurrence. No, wait. Uh, you guys are going. You're going too fast. I said oh, first I of am. all, what the fuck? For the first time ever, Luke, you're going too fast for me. What the <laughs> fuck is Ghoul Chat? Is she talking to strangers? I thought this was gonna be like because I knew. Okay. This is going to be hard to explain to you guys, but again, you guys have always bared with me when I have terrible memories of these movies and cast different actors in them in my mind. And this yeah, is, that um, happens a lot. My memory of the plot of this movie was so paper thin. And yeah, I, me too. Because I really, I, my, I knew always my favorites were the first one and the third one, and so whenever I rewatch them, I just watch the first one and the third one. So I haven't rewatched, I haven't watched yeah, this movie in forever. I, I had not watched this movie in a very long time either because I remember disliking it. I remember being scared by it and watching. Yes, it, I was only, scared by it and I didn't like it when the, I watched the, it. The only thing I remembered about this movie going in was the time travel through the closet. Uh, which is a barely in the movie. I remember that too. And the mask thing where like... Yes. They become the creatures dressed at, and that's what freaked me out as a kid. Not to spoil anything here, but to, the thing that I remembered was that the villain is Calabar's son. And he like tricks Marnie. And I, I knew that I didn't know what how he tricked her or what the, what the mechanism was. I, 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 I just watched the movie and I don't know how he tricked her. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Same. <laughs> Um, but I didn't really know what the mechanism was, but I knew that that happened. And I was like, oh, ghoul chat. Like, I bet she thinks she's talking to like... Like, I bet she's talking to him on ghoul chat in this, like, internet ghoul chat room, and it's going to be Calabar's son. But I really thought they were, like, setting it up to be, like, a, an advisory against talking to strangers on the internet. But, like, yeah, it actually... Yeah, I could have seen that. I could have seen that. Thank you. But it actually was not at all, and they never touched on the fact that she was chatting with strangers on a Halloween Town chat room literally ever again. Second thing, what in the fuck is the face graphic next to her as she's typing. That, like, moon, it looks like the moon emoji. Just, like, (laughs) pops up next to her head. He has, like, the biggest, fullest, fattest cheeks. It looks like... Luke, I'm gonna need your help here. Um, Okay. Who's the guy in Power Rangers movie? Oh, okay. Like, big, fat, full cheeks, who's, like, their, like, leader... And he dies in the bed of crystals. And Zordon. Like, Zordon. It looks like Zordon. <laughs> I can't, I can't, first of all, yeah, I could kind of see that. Second of all, I'm surprised. I did not think that's what you were going to ask me. I thought you meant maybe Ivan Ooze, who's the bad guy. No. I would expect. Like, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to kind of know who that is. Although now that I remember it, you did reference him once before. I Second always all, know that name. But Zordon, yeah. it looks like Zordon has appeared next to her face while she's on this in his chat room. And like for no reason, she just like she's like ooh, like the slight chill is right on her. Yeah, spot. she has. A, she has like a slight pre- feels of presence, and like they do like kind of like a Freddy Krueger like head and out of the wall thing like creepily. But it, it looks you're right, the effect is really bad. And I just forgot like about Zordon. it because I was just like, oh. it does. You're not wrong. It looks kind of like Zordon. But so uh, she, yeah, she's using this internet chat that you'd think is going to be important, but it's not. And she then she's just like, oh, grandma and mom are fighting. All right, I guess I got to get up and deal with this. So then she stands up and she puts on her Halloween costume by magic. And uh, this is actually something I do really like, is that this is 
a fully fledged witch Marnie. She has been trained by her grandmother. She knows how to do magic. She's all about it. And I was like, cool. I liked seeing Marnie do magic. I'm happy with that. So she goes downstairs to deal with the parent, the mom and the mom, the mom and grandma fighting. Uh, we see Dylan and Sophie. As we said, Dylan looks so much older. It's insane. Uh, he is not wearing a costume. He's just wearing a sensible sweater vest because if you remember, Dylan does not like Halloween and he doesn't really like, he is magical, but he doesn't, he hasn't been trained in magic because he doesn't want to be pretty much. This felt so repetitive to me. I was like, we already did this in the last movie, like him not understanding, like not getting into the magic thing. Like, why are we doing this again? Like fucking give it up. Like I'm sick of looking and be like, oh, I'm not a witch. Like, yes, you are. We learned that a movie ago. No, well, well, just the more his whole bit in the last movie was pretty much just, oh, no, magic isn't real. Rational explanations for everything. And then, oh, I'm a warlock. Oh, I don't want to be a warlock. So then in this movie, he's not a warlock. He hasn't learned any magic that that I was fine with. My problem with Dylan is that this movie, the whole his whole arc is that a he's super horny and is just there at the party to find some girl. And B, the whole movie is just dumping on Dylan all the time. And unlike the first movie where he's really annoying, he's actually not annoying in this one. He's totally fine. And I feel yeah, like Yeah, he's fine. I also feel bad for him. He gets yeah. shit on unnecessarily a lot in this movie. That's what I'm saying. It's really unjust compared to the first movie where he was annoying, like, all the time. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, he's not wearing a costume and he tries to, like, hit on Marnie's friends and be like, hey, you want to go to the Halloween dance? And they're like, you... And he's like, oh, I'm not in a costume because I don't like Halloween. And then she's like, dude, that's the whole point of going to a Halloween dance. Cindy was also kind of a bitch, let's be honest. Yeah, she was not. That's not how you treat people. Uh, Sophie is dressed like a cowgirl for some reason. You'd think she'd go something more traditionally Halloween, you know, like a creature or just a witch like Barney, but no. Um, But so yeah, Gwen and Aggie, played by Judith Hoag and Debbie Reynolds, uh, respectively, are fighting because it's kind of weird because at the end of the first movie, uh, Gwen was super cool with the mom coming to live with them and teaching the daughter magic, and it was all uh, fairy dust and happiness and blah, blah, blah. But now she's, like, turned around that on completely where she doesn't like magic or Halloween still, which is weird because you kind of felt like at the end she had learned to accept that part of herself and her family. But this no. just kind of felt like a turn. We revert right back. We revert right on back. Yes. But, but the thing that she is upset about that I understand is that basically Aggie wants to take Marnie into Halloween Town for a full year. Um, and uh, train her to take over Aggie's job of being the head of the Cromwell family because the Cromwell is like Cromwell family is like the biggest, po- most powerful family in Halloween Town with all the most powerful magic and spells and bada bada bada. And Gwen doesn't want to do it because she likes the mortal world. And so Marty's obviously super down, but she doesn't want to lose her daughter for you know a year. And it's a year of mortal time, and it's a hundred years in Halloween Town, which seems insane. Oh, is it? I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was a year Halloween Town time. No. 100 years in Mortal World no. time. I mean, so, her family would be dead. That would be a much more... Well, no, no, because, like, no, I mean, her family would be alive because they're magical, so they stay alive longer. But, like, I, yeah, all of her friends and all of her friends would be super no, dead. That's what I was, no, that's what I was like, yeah. Gwen's okay. point was that if you go for a year um, to Halloween Town, it's going to feel like a century in Halloween Town, so, like, that will, like, just become your world. Like, you're not going to, like, you don't want to come back here or, like, do anything with me. Like, once you've lived a century there, like, yeah. it's, like, this won't be your world anymore. Even though it'll just feel like a year for them. Right. And as we said, uh, you can't 
you cannot cross between Halloween Town and the Mortal World on any day other than Halloween. So she could never, she couldn't see her daughter for a whole year. It's like basically going off to college, but like in another dimension, which actually does happen in the fourth movie. Yep. But yeah, uh, but so they both break off to go pout or whatever, and there's a cute scene where like. Uh, Dylan and Marnie are like, or Dylan and Sophie are like, I'll take grandma, I'll take mom, and they each go to console the other. And we go into Aggie's room with Sophie. And First of all, is- Debbie Reynolds, what a quine. Sherry, her skin looks incredible here. She looks incredible. Debbie Reynolds is, as I think we said this first one, she's the best part of these these. She's a revelation. She is giving it her all. She's so cute. Yes. She just, she just exudes this kind of, like, ma- she, like, makes you believe that she is magical. And it's just, like, bubbly, like, innocence. Yeah. Just loving weird things. I don't know. She just sells it, guys. She still sells it. They, I don't know why she said yes to this role. She did not need it. It's way too small for her, but she freaking nails it. So I'm glad she did. But El- I actually did. Thing- I actually do know why she took this role. She took this role oh. because she wanted to do something that her granddaughter could see her in Billy Lord, who's like my age. Oh, so this would be something nice. that she would watch growing up. Which I think a lot of stars do at a certain point is they want to do a kid's movie so their kids can see them. Um, right, but she did so one she did she, for her granddaughter. She did, she did three times, though, is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it, it was a love, hit, Luke. You can't was. deny it. it was. When something takes off like that, you just gotta ride it to the finish. That's the other thing I was gonna say, is the fact that um, she is in this movie way more than she was the first one. Oh she's yeah, in the first her, she's in the first one like a pretty good amount, but she is like with Marnie. I for, think they like, learned their lesson that she's you know the yeah. MVP. She's the most valuable player on this team, so let's put her in all seven innings. If you know what I mean. Yes, nine innings. Right, exactly. Are there nine? Yeah, no, nine? they're nine. There's they're nine. nine. <laughs> the nine innings. But so uh, Sophie goes to comfort her grandma, and the grandma's sitting in her spooky room that only exists through magic, where there's like witch stuff all over, um, watching her witch's glass, basically spying on people in Halloween Town, which is kind of weird if you think about it. Yeah, that was uh, weird. She was just like watching her friends, like on a one way uh, device. Like she couldn't talk yes. to them or anything. Also, you know, speaking of people she's watching in Halloween Town, I'm going to say some things that might be controversial. And oh, by boy. some things, I mean just one thing Goblin Guy. I still find him hot. I think he's hot <laughs> as a goblin. Uh, oh yeah, she does see Luke. Um, I literally and- saw him, and I and I. It's gonna get confusing because his name is Luke, and also I do not find you hot. You are my brother. I know Luke the goblin can get it. <laughs> still, even with the prosthetic nose and ears, I'm like, mm, I. Yeah, it. that 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 is actually something uh, really interesting I found about this is that in the first one they he still had his normal hair when he went full goblin. Um, it was just like really pro- now pronounced he's got prosthetics. like a helmet, but, uh, but, troll but, hair, like yeah, and uh, but but like his prosthetics on his face have been re- rolled back a little bit because they wanted him to be that way for more of the movie. So they kind of had to age. Well, I think up, they like, also wanted goblin. to be like, let's make sure girls still want to fuck him. So let's reel reel back the. Yeah, yeah, but not Marty though, because there is like Luke is in this movie a pretty good amount. There is like one romantic thing that he and Marty say between each other, and that's it. He is well. He also has a, nothing to do in that's what I'm saying. of this movie. They give him nothing to do. He is he is a background character, literally. He's just there while Marty does stuff, and then he helps her figure stuff out once. Otherwise, he's just standing around while Marty does everything. Like you could have, if you had written Luke out of this movie, you would have lost almost nothing. Nothing, except for my excitement and love for him. <laughs> but but uh, she sees Luke and's like, oh, he's growing into a fine young goblin. Uh, and then she also sees, I would not mention if it wasn't important later, she sees a man, a, a troll or something, I don't know if they say what he is, named Gort, uh, who is uh, very mean 
and he is like a magnet for all the things that get lost in the universe. If you lose something, it ends up in Gort's house. Yeah. And I immediately, she explains that, and I was immediately like, that's going to be important yep. later. Well, I mean, no one else was getting any plot points dropped on them except for Gort. And I was like, oh, well, we're going to have to go here early. Um, and so then Sophie's like, oh, Grandma, why don't you go back to Halloween Town and, you know, see your friends? And she's like, oh, well, I've been gone so long, I don't really want to. Uh, because, and it's kind of like what Gwen was saying, it's been like 200 years in Halloween Town time, mm-hmm. so like, she's been gone for a long ass time. Uh, but, but the reason she doesn't want to go back is kind of flimsy. It is flimsy, I did think this was flimsy, where she's like, it's almost better not to go back, because then you go and you're so sad, I was like, what? Uh, and then Sophie does the thing she did best in the first movie, which is say vague prophecy, where she just goes, someone's coming, and she goes, who? And she's like, I don't know, just someone, something vague, I don't know, it's, that's my, still my power from the first movie. Sophie, as we learn later, has been trained a little bit in magic, but not, like, as, fall, mm-hmm. as far as Marnie has. Because Marnie was supposed to have her training done by the time she was 13, uh, but so, like, I imagine they, like, rushed her through training to get her to the point where she's a competent witch. Mar- I imagine they're taking it slower with Sophie. So then we cut down, and uh, Dylan's trying to uh, soothe his mom and be like, oh, it's not that big a deal, whatever, whatever. Marnie is also the- also goes to talk to her. And then, uh, so this, this tripped me up. This was confusing to me. So then this guy in all black shows up, uh... And he, Marty, like, he, like, says, like, hello. And this turns this gets going so fast. It's so fast. Like, we have been in this movie for five minutes, and the, these people Literally. have already, like, just walked into their house. I was like, oh, shit, this is happening already. Yeah, I assumed that, like you said, I assumed maybe she had chatted with him beforehand. Yes. Or they knew each other from school or something. No, this is the first time they meet, and Marty sees this kid, this guy, and it's like, wow, wow, she, wow. She, she goes the most open for business any girl has gone like, on on a decom so far. She instantly, is so instantly. She's down. never talked to this kid before. And she is no. literally open for business. She she turns around and says, oh, the bomb. And I was like, oh, wait, you know this guy? And then he's like, hey, what's up? My name's Cal. This is my dad, Alex. We just moved in down the street. And I was like, wait, you haven't met this guy before? No. And you're just... Um, also, they're like... creepy from the jump. They yes. never once... And I maybe because I'm an adult now. They never once from, like, in the first two minutes seemed, like, cute or charming to me. They were immediately creepy. Number two, the dad is fully British and the kid is not at all. Yes, I couldn't... I didn't think about that. That's a good point. The dad does have, a, like, a British accent. He has a full British accent. The kid, not, not a trace. Yeah, I didn't realize that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, but, yeah, also... This guy's name is Cal, and I immediately was like, he's bad. Come on. Like, at least he's, he's a fake You know how I know beginning. he's bad, you dumb motherfuckers? Because he's wearing a fucking dark black leather jacket he's wearing as a 16-year-old yeah. kid. Yes, he is wearing all black at this he age. He's literally wearing, like, the Draco Malfoy wizard coke dealer uniform of, like, movie <laughs> six. Like, that black, like, suit <laughs> thing, where it's like, if you see them on camera, you're like, oh, villain. Like, he's literally yes. the man in the black hat in a western. Like, he is very obviously a villain. Right. And so, uh, the dad is carrying ice cream, and he's like, oh, we moved in just down the street, we brought some ice cream, I hope you like lime, it's my favorite color. I mean, green is my favorite favorite color. color. Which is, uh, first of all, I don't know who brings lime ice cream to anything. I feel like that's a very special kind of ice cream that they don't just have. Sounds like a disgusting form of ice cream. Well, yeah, but but I know it exists, but I'm saying I don't think there's like, oh, lime ice cream, blah, blah, blah. 
But so Marnie is so immediately into this guy. Like, guys, it's crazy. Like, he shows, she immediately whisks him up to her bedroom. And he's like, oh, so this is your bedroom, huh? And she's like... And he has this weird flimsy line about being like, oh, like, your bedroom doesn't suit you because, like, you seem more unconventional and this is so ordinary. And then she's like, oh, my mom likes ordinary. And this line was one of the funnier ones to me where she's like, oh, my mom likes ordinary, like, explaining her room. And he's like, he's like, oh, so your mom's the boss, huh? And I was like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, that's you think exactly she is the boss? She's fifteen. <laughs> that's what that's do you exactly think for this fucking house? I was like, I was like, she's the adult. What are you talking about? Must suck to have your parent be the boss. I'm like, what? Yeah, so man, I, don't you just hate it when your parents boss you around? Like, where do they get off? Like, it was like such no, a that's crazy exactly. notion that her mom would decorate her room. Like, yeah, she's fucking paying the bills here, you dick. <laughs> it's very strange, but it's because he says this, like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't just seem very you she's like oh well you know there is my grandma's room and she immediately flicks some magic towards the wall and makes the door to the room appear because you know just how when you, i mean tale of all this time when you're trying to get some ass what do you do but show <laughs> them your grandma's, your grandma's bedroom that's yeah. the number one thing it turns them on like that yep it's listen nothing gets those pants off quicker than seeing some old lady paraphernalia <laughs> So they go into the grandma's room and it's like all made of wood and it super doesn't match like the rest of the house. And he's like, whoa, this is so cool. And there's like witch stuff all over. So he's like, man, your grandma must really like Halloween. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, she gets super into it. And they start playing this like cat and mouse game of him trying to get Marnie to admit that all of this is real. Yeah, pretty it's much dumb. For, for no real reason. Also, but I will say this is the point her. where I wrote, okay, this guy is kind of hot. That really... Emma, what is it with you and the magical dudes? Like, you're saying Casper's hot, you're saying Luke is hot, you're saying this cow guy is hot, I have you're, saying the, the, you're saying the black cat from Hocus Pocus guy is he, hot. He was not... Like, oh, I thought you were saying he was bad. Yeah, I was like, the black cat was good. No, I'm not, no, it's not a bad thing. It's just any guy, anytime a guy gets bewitched, you're immediately into I'm it, always, it seems like. I'm always, yep. I think you're right. <laughs> I agree. They either have to have magic put on them or do magic themselves, but then it's just, then something happens within you, and I I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> but so, uh, she said, so he points out a big book that uh, Aggie has. I keep wanting to call her Biblia Maggie. Magica. Biblio yes. Magica. Biblio Magico? I don't remember Biblium, what it's called. Bi- bi- I think it's Biblio Magica, which is ma- just Latin for Book of Magic. And he's like, oh, wow, cool. Like, is it, like, her spell book? And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, but, you know, it's fake, though, because all this is fake, haha. And he's like, oh, well, then let me read it. And she's like, no, like, it's my grandma's. You can't do it. And he's like, it's just a fake book of magic. She's like, yeah, I know. But listen, let's get out of here, you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, sure. And then he, we see this, which I thought was kind of... We see this, which I thought was crazy. I want yeah. to say this right now, like, if we're getting into this right now, the person who wrote the script for this movie should be shot. And I don't want to call <laughs> out violence. Okay, shot with a BB gun. Or, no, a, a paintball gun. The, whoever wrote this script, I should have their fucking job. Because this is <laughs> the worst movie script, objectively, Luke, of all the movies that we've watched. Like, so there's been some bad... No, 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 no. This is the worst, like, plot written script we have watched thus far i don't know if i could agree with you on that one emma there have been some humdingers but luke like just the general structure of this plot makes no fucking sense uh, yes like, Com- compared to the first halloween town you're right it's way more off the wall but i'm saying compared to some of the other movies we watch i can't make that call i'm not even saying i'm not even saying it's off the wall i'm saying as the structure of the story this doesn't make any fucking sense like so we already know from the get, and I remember looking at the time, we were like seven minutes in that he's bad. Yeah. And also can do magic. 
Like, where, right. what is the reveal here? Like, we literally already know what's happening. So for the whole time you're watching this movie, you're just like, all right, well, um, we know he's a fucking bad person. Like, it's so weird to me that this is how they chose to do it because there's no suspense in the movie i wasn't excited and i got super bored yeah yes you there are some really boring parts of the movie but at the same time i get what you're saying like it's really weird that they decide to blow the whistle that he's evil like right here i i think the movie just didn't have an interest in stringing us along they were like we want to establish this guy as the bad guy right away because he's established as the bad guy immediately both to the audience and then like subsequently to marnie within like five minutes from when we find out about it I yeah guess but do you just... understand how like boring that is as like a like the thing about the good thing about the halloween town was like this crazy thing was happening and we didn't know who was behind it or who to suspect or like what to do or how to fix it and like you this your was number just... one complaint about halloween town is that it's so obviously caliber as an adult but at least it's like this is obviously a thing in it. But I, they're still down in my mind because they haven't confirmed it. They literally confirm it. So just you're just watching no. this rat race tick down to, for them to yeah. defeat. And there's no... At the end of this movie, Luke, there is no surprise. There's no them pulling back on mind. There's no twist. There's no, like, really big important... Like, there is nothing. There, I, I have mixed feelings when it comes to Cal. You're right. I think it's really stupid that he's just, his whole thing is just, I'm bad. I'm Calabar's son. Whatever. But at the same time, he's a much more effective villain than uh calabar himself was because calabar just had that vague plan about wanting to take over the mortal world and also freezing people of halloween town for no real reason other than to look scary and he's wearing the mask for no reason cal wants revenge on the pipers slash cromwells i know i know but just at the same time luke like let as a as like someone who's writing a story you need to have like a third act twist or like he has an accomplice or like there's another part to his plan or like something it is so cut and dry from the very beginning his plan yes his motives who he is like and none of that is at all altered it is so and like it's so boring i i agree with you on that i will give you that but we well we can talk more about cal as we go on but we gotta move on so he uh steals the book we see it and i was immediately like oh okay we're just doing this right away Oh, another big thing that I want to point out is the fact that he brings up the fact that he's, uh, uh, he says, like, she's like, oh, you know, no one's a real witch. And he's like, or a warlock. And she's like, what? And he's like, you know, a male witch. And I, and this made me kind of realize, how come Halloween Town doesn't have wizards? Yeah, why do they say like, warlock instead of, I will guess, I guess it's, it's, I don't know, I feel like it's half and half. Harry Potter made wizard big, but I will say, and in Casper Meets Wendy, and Casper, and or no, I guess just Casper meets Wendy. Casper meets Wendy. George Hamilton is a warlock, like the male was witches in. It's Wendy the witch, and the males were warlocks. Well, also, but just generally, warlock kind of has a con. Warlock kind of has a connotation of being evil. I feel like, like, I, I'm pretty sure that in like D and D, like wizards are male spell users, and then warlocks are like dark magic like demon people use the power of like demons and stuff so i just feel like kind of weird that they just didn't jump straight to wizard i don't know what that choice was it's a small gripe but it, it still is very confusing to me that they don't just say i'm a wizard and not and go straight to warlock i don't know but it's it's an odd choice the other the other thing is that i want to give credit to Kalas is that during this whole scene his actor is doing a very good job of like being kind of trying to be like smooth and like silver tongued it's very over the top but it works for a kids movie. it gets yeah, really over the top once they get out of the room and he like hands right. her that red rose and it was like i'll come yes. pick you up for this dance for the school that i don't yes. go to i was like what? it goes it goes creepy immediately it goes straight from like oh i see what they're doing with this character and the actor's doing a good job she was like, creepy and when he walked in sorry i'm yawning i just thought about the plot of this movie and i started yawning i knew he was trouble when he walked in Ooh. and uh, yes 
And so, yeah, he was like, hey, so they're doing this dance, Halloween dance down at the high school. You want to go with me? I don't go there. But, but let's go. <laughs> well, if you go with the student, you have every right to be there. So, yeah, let's go. And he's like, cool. Um, and then uh, he's like, all right, I'll see you then. And then, like, pulls a rose kind of kind of out of somewhere, but kind of out of nowhere at the same time. And it's just like, till then. And this, I got to give the movie credit. Thing, though. This was another thing, though. Okay, yes, I know we're going with the rose thing, but pause. Where he's, like, picking up on an hour, and then later, like, they go to Halloween Town, and she's like, I'll be back in an hour, I have a date. And I was like, oh, they're gonna, like, do the reveal, like, when she comes back to meet him for this date. Nope. That nope. setting of the time for him to pick her up, and that they keep, like, talking about, is completely arbitrary, and serves no yeah. point to the plot. Similar to Ghoul Chat. Also, the thing that's ar- completely arbitrary in relevance to time is the fact that he's gonna go through with his big evil plan at midnight, and there's no reason to do it at midnight. No. Like, the the only reason that he doesn't, he's waiting till midnight is so the portal closes on it for the, in the next year, but he already is doing a magic spell that keeps them from opening the portal, yeah. so there's no reason not to do the spell before midnight. And does he want to stay in the mortal world for a year? Because that's what he just did to himself, therefore with that plan. Yeah, that is a good question. We never really find out what his deal is, because like, so, well, no, we'll talk about it in a second, because we're almost there. But so he walks out of the house. Alex stays to help uh, Gwen because he uh, super obviously has a thing for Gwen. And Gwen is, like, not super into it at the beginning. But as the night goes on, kind of warms up to the uh, the dad, Alex. And it's obvious something's going on with this dude. It's so... Not just, like, like Cal. Like, I kind of thought that he was... Especially because I looked at the IMDb page for this. And Robin Thomas, the guy who played Calabar, is credited in this movie on IMDb. So I thought Calabar was going to show up. I thought he was going to be like... Is he just credited from, like, the clips that they show of the original for those five Oh, seconds? yeah. Probably. That's why. Um, but, like, I, I assumed... I thought maybe he was going to be, like, Calabar's brother or Calabar in disguise or something. Like, I don't know. But then... So the ne- so he walks out of the house and to the Halloween Town bus stop where the bus comes to pick people up to take them into Halloween Town. And he says some random magic bullcrap just to the audience. No one sees this. And steps through to Halloween Town... But then Aggie has her magical Mary Poppins yeah, bag. Yeah, we also that's pretty... see him go to Halloween Town. Like, they are literally giving us, letting us in on the ground floor of his entire plan, base. Like, we're seeing him yeah. do magic, open the portal. Like, we are in on it. Right. Um, but So, Maggie's doing her magic bag, whatever, pulling treats and Halloween stuff out of it, like she did in the first movie. Um, but then it's just empty, and she's like, empty? It can't be empty. It's magically connected to my so house. This was so weird that this is what... <laughs> What ticked them off, basically, was the bag thing, but continue. Right, right. And, but she's like, oh, that's strange. This shouldn't be happening. Mm, you know, maybe we should... And they're like, well, why don't we go to Halloween Town and just check on your house and make sure everything's okay? It won't take that long. We'll be back real quick. And she's like, yeah, uh, I don't want to go, but yeah, this sounds dangerous. Let's do it. And your mom super doesn't want you going to Halloween Town because she thinks I'm going to kidnap you for a year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but let's do that anyway. Uh, by the way, Aggie has still retained that she does not care anything about what Gwen tells her to do. She is her own woman and will take care of these kids however she wants. Um, and so she tells Gwen, we're just going to pop out for a little bit. Go check on my house. Uh, we'll be right back. But Gwen makes Stof- Sophie stay with her. So just Aggie and Marnie are going to go. They go away at the bus stop, and they're like, huh, where's Arnold? Like, he must have forgotten to drop the... Or no, they must have... Arnold must have forgotten to drop the sign, because the sign was there earlier with Cal, but uh, it's gone now. I guess we'll just have to open the portal Thank ourselves. Thank you, which- Lucas. If this was a thing, 
that we could always do, why in the fuck is the bus even necessary? It's so... This pissed me off so bad. It completely invalidates most of what happened in the first movie. Yes. You have to, like, wait for this fucking bus to, like, go to the portal. And, like, they're just whipping this bad boy open like a curtain. And also, the bus does not make an appearance in this film. Yeah, we they never did see not the make, bus. They you did know. not do the bus again. So they just created this portal. And this is something... This kind of did confuse me. Uh, because I remember them being able to make the portal in Halloween Town Three, Halloween Town High. Uh, they they were able to just do the portal themselves. And I so I when I watched the original Halloween Town last year, I was like, oh, the bus. I don't remember there being a bus involved. And in this one, they clearly just didn't want to waste money CGI in the bus. We are done I with guess. the bus. They have decided to cut that from the budget and pour all of that budget money into the creepy floating faces of Cal. The only argument I think you could make is the fact that you need two witches in order to do it because uh, Aggie and Marty like have to join hands to do it and Gwen couldn't do it by herself when she wanted to get back to Halloween Town in the first film but Calabar could have done it with her uh, in like the five seconds that she saw him and he didn't it's it, I'm not I'm not look the writers just completely screwed over their entire canon basically the portal is a complete this was stupid I hate it it's so bad that being said the portal looks really cool yeah it looks like, better it, it's a cool set kind of piece where it's like a big wooden door with like a stone door, like a vault, and it's got like the time ticking down till midnight. I think it's because time was more of a thing in this where like they were trying yeah. to race against the clock. That might have been one of the reasons for this choice, but still, it was, it's almost like, uh, the only thing that I could think of to compare it to was it reminded me of like in Harry Potter, like Quidditch, where it's like the whole game is around like the quaffle and like it scores 10 points, but then like the snitch is 150 points. So why the fuck is anyone bothering with the quaffle when you should just go after the snitch? And it reminds me of that. Like, why the fuck are people riding the bus when you can just whip this bad thing open anytime you want? Right. It's, it's a very bad idea that completely ruined this for me almost. Um, but so then, also I skipped over this, but, um, in order to maintain communication between our two parties, the people at the mortal world and people going to Halloween Town, she gives them, uh, Aggie gives the Dylan and Marnie each a headphone, which is a red and blue... Was this supposed to be a pun on cell phone? Because it's really a stretch. Yeah, well they say, like, don't you mean cell phone? And then she's like, no, headphone, and then pulls out, like, a Oh, it's supposed to be a head. pun on headphone. Yes, Emma, oh. but I, but I get what you're saying. Why it's confused? It's kind of a pun on both, and neither really works. And neither like one a, really sticks. But yeah, but okay. it's but it's like a real. It's like a shrunken head, one in red and one in blue, that are basically like cell phones. Again, you wow, talk this in, is like the third time I'm gonna bring up Harry Potter, or maybe the fourth time. It looks like Ernie from the Night Bus, but like red and blue. Ernie's just a shrunken head. I'm like, you couldn't yeah. just I just said a shrunken head. But so you talk into it, and then the skull like talks the what you're saying and i don't like it it's really creepy i wasn't a fan um it's it's gross but so they uh go in halloween town and she sees and they walk in and they immediately knows so everything's wrong because everything's in grayscale like everything is uh gray and black and there's just like a couple bits of color here and there on yeah. people's clothing and that even starts, like, they should go, they go up to a person and the color on her shoes disappears. And this was Astrid and she was supposed to be such an optimist and she was, like, very gray and boring and sad. Yeah, well, she's literally shoes. gray, yes. This is, uh, this is something I did remember, actually, from the movie, the fact that, like, Halloween time was turning gray, but I didn't really remember, like, what that meant. Um, and it's a weird, it's a weird plan. I don't really get why this is a part of 
Cal's This doesn't plan. make any sense. On, I, 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 I guess he wants revenge on the Cromwells and Halloween Town as a whole, but... I honestly, I know that you think that, like, this is more of a, like, a better villain, but, like, I still would call this episode What's Your Plan Part 2, because I still don't understand <laughs> what his plan is. Like, congrats, you've turned Halloween Town gray and everyone looks like a human, and then congrats, you've turned one gym of, like, 15 people into creatures in the mortal world and you've locked yourself out of halloween town for a year like what is your plan well that's what i'm saying his plan is get revenge on halloween town by making them all mortals and like uh be easily controllable get revenge on the cromwells by trapping marnie and aggie in this gray halloween town world and then turning gwen the guy who rejected his father into a gross witch monster person thing that's his plan i'd say it's good that's his plan i i i'm i don't get it <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, but so he, they see all this and freak it out. They see Luke and she runs up to him. And this is the part where we, we don't see him. He's not in makeup at this point. He looks human. Uh, Emma, how does he look not in makeup? He's so hot, human. I love him. Oh my God, he's so fucking hot. <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, he looks even better human, guys. I know. I it's, I, <laughs> I, I know that's, that's rude and insensitive that I should love him in all of his forms, but he's hot as a goblin, even hotter as a human. Oh, okay, so the big thing that's noticeable about this version of Halloween Town is that the pumpkin is gone, just replaced with a giant cement block, like a square thing. Like, it's, it's really weird. I don't know why they didn't just make the pumpkin gray, but it's just a giant, like, cinder block structure. And then they are like, okay, something's going on weird here. We got to get back to the mortal world and figure out what's going on or something. And so they try and open the portal and they can't. And then they're like, wait, that's what's happening. I don't get it. And then Cal appears to them. I totally forgot about this. I forgot that he even closed the portal. I forgot yeah, about he, that. He, he is using his, like, I'm guessing it's magic from Aggie's book, but also like, I don't know if it's part of the gray spell or not. It's confusing. But he appears out of the cinder block thing, just his, like, face. And, like, his acting here is so weird. Where, like, normally, like I was saying, he was trying to be kind of charismatic and, like, slick. But here he's just like, huh, no, little, little Cromwell's. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's very off-putting, and I didn't like it on many levels. Yeah, this is where he officially dumps the entire plot onto us. And it's like, yes. all right, well, here it is. I said, we're only 20 minutes in and we know literally everything. And this is a yes. hour and 20 minute long movie. So for an hour, we know absolutely everything that happens. Nothing is pulled out from underneath us. And we are just trying to race the clock to foil this plan. Exactly. He explains, uh, I'm putting this gray spell on Halloween town. It's turning everybody into this. You're trapped here. I don't... Does he say that he's going to do the creature spell, or does Aggie come that? That comes up later. That comes up okay. later. But also, wait, did we already get to the point where he calls... She calls Dylan on the headphone, because the portal's closed, and she says well, the words that I'm going to spam your diary yes. all over the net? She, yeah, there's also a thing, a weird thing, where they try to insert a weird amount of computer terms Yes, but the this. internet isn't relevant. If, like, if Ghoulchat no. is a plot point, like, then it would make sense. But the internet is not a plot point. They just use a lot of weird terms that have to be yeah, the internet. Yeah, she's, she's like, oh, if, if we can't, you, the only way to undo a spell is to say it backwards. But maybe instead of undoing it, we could just find a, a back door, like a hacker. Uh, and then she, and then he says, "Oh my god, like, that back door!" See, Luke, I wrote down. If I hear the word "back door" one more fucking time, <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. She says it like 15 times in two sentences. Yeah, and then he says, "Huh." Cromwell, your spells could use an upgrade or something like that. I was like, why are we doing this internet stuff? 
But uh, but no, the other big thing that she, that he says while he's his face on the wall is that he confirms. Well, she, he says Marnie says Cal, you're Calabar's son, and there should have just been a dung noise yeah, no that played over it. Everyone, so, yes, yeah, she he is Calabar's son, and and they they like so hand wave this away. Oh, like who's the mother? Like why didn't we know about this? And he's like nobody knew. He didn't want people to know. Don't yeah. ask any more questions about that. No, <laughs> which is super confusing because like it'd be look, it's a common trope. That, like, in a sequel, the son of the villain from the first one, or, like, his brother or whatever, comes after our heroes. But the fact that the whole plot of the first one was based around the fact that Calabar was still in love with Marnie's mom. Yeah. The idea that, like, he met a woman and had a child with her, while he, like, I don't, I feel like that's out of character for around him. Around the same time that she had Marnie. So, like, yeah. immediately after... I... Well, but then, but then again, with the Halloween Town time thing, we don't actually know how that age shakes out. Yeah, like, how but... old is Debbie Reynolds? 600? Like, what? do these people die or no? She's supposed to be really, really old. Uh, but, like, it's... I, I don't know. But, yeah, he's Calabar's son. And here's what I'm going to say about... Before we go to break, I'm going to talk. give my Cal and Calabar thing. So, if you remember in our first Halloween episode, we talked a lot about how the fact that in the first movie... Calabar is spelled with a C at the beginning of his yes. name. It's C-A-L-A-B-A-R. In this one, in the title of the goddamn movie, it's K-A-L-A-B-A-R. They, so we were laughing like, oh, they couldn't even get the name of their own character right. What I think happened is that Calabar, being so egotistical, named his son his name but spelled differently. So this isn't Calabar's revenge, revenge carried out by Calabar. With a C, it's revenge carried out for Calabar by Calabar with a K. Lucas, I appreciate the thought you put into that, but I really just think they fucked up somewhere. That too. But I'm saying, I think in the credits, he is credited as Cal with a K. So I'm saying he is, his name is Calabar. But is Calabar with a K, or is the original Calabar credited as Calabar with a K? Well, no, I don't think he's, I didn't see him credited because I think that was You said he was credited on IMDb. On IMDb, but not, I didn't check the movie credits for him. Another thing, now that you're talking about this, that has just sparked a little um, idea firefly in my mind, is like, Jesus, I know we're complaining that we already knew, like, that he's evil so early on. The fucking title of the movie is Calabar's (laughs) Revenge, and he introduces himself as Cal in the first seven minutes. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Like, fake name, dude. Wouldn't have been hard. Like, use a fake name. You just met her tonight. She has no preference. She has no idea what your name is. Uh, But, yeah, that is my grand Cal, Calabar, C versus K theory. If you disagree or have any proof to the contrary, please hit us up on Twitter uh, that's a, but that's all I got for you. Otherwise, yeah, someone Disney Channel just messed up. But uh, so yeah, he explains all this to him, to them, and they have to figure out what they're gonna do. But we are gonna go to break and come right back, and we will talk about it. So s- stay spooky, D comedy listeners. Stones quakes. Spooks come out for a swinging wake. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. When the moon climbs high on the dead oak tree, spooks awake for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes start to shriek and harmonize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to, to, to socialize. Okay, 
so they are talking in front of the town square about like, oh, yeah, we're freaking this cow is bad. We got to tell Luke in front that. of Cal's floating head in this brick cube. Right, and they're like, okay, we got to use the headphones. We got to tell Dylan to tell Mom that Cal and Alex are up to something. And I, I don't remember exactly where this happens, but also Alex asks the mom to go to the Halloween dance party, and she even she and she's like, uh, "That's a high school dance for children." But she doesn't put up that big of a fight, dude. No, no, she doesn't. He's like, "Oh well, I'm sure they need chaperones. Like, we could just go." And he's like, "Oh well, I don't have the costume." And he's like, "Oh, Cal has so many things back at the house. I could get you something." And she's like. Yeah, sure, why not? And it's honestly kind of tragic because you kind of get the sense that, like, Gwen's like, you know what? I am going to get back. I I am going to put myself back out there. I am going to do it. I am going to, see like, go on a date since my dead husband. And, like, of course, it all turns tragic for her. So I feel kind of bad for Gwen that this happens. No, I don't feel (laughs) bad for Gwen. My notes are actually the exact opposite. Like, Gwen, can you stop trying to get fucked and parent for five (laughs) seconds here like her kids are like desperately trying to tell her things like one of them is like a child that needs watching and she's like i'm sorry i gotta go to this dance with this man that i just met and also when this when the son like really wanted to go to the dance but like no one would agree to go with him and she's like he's like oh it's fine i'll stay home she's like um Oh, sorry you're a big fucking loser, son. I gotta go get <laughs> fucked at your dance. You watch my kid while I go to your high school dance while no, you stay you are, here. You are right. I, the, the, she gets very... Uh, I, I, my sympathies go away later on when she is staunchly refusing to listen to her children about magic stuff, which they know about now. Uh, but like in this early scene where she's just like, uh, yeah, you know what? Why not? I'll put myself out there with this guy. But then later on when they're like, no, like Marnie and Aggie both told us that this guy is up to some stuff. And she's like, yes. whatever. She literally blows them off. And it's like, literally like they think yeah. that like, she will not believe her daughter, will not believe her mother because she is intent on getting some P&V action at the <laughs> high school dance. Listen, it runs in the family apparently. Both Marnie and Gwen are open for business with these guys. Both of them uh, almost immediately, the, I guess. The, I, the thing, I, I, we touched on this in the first step, but I actually forgot to proper talk about it. I just saw it in my notes. The way Marnie realizes that he that Cal is Calabar's son is because he gives Mar- the rose that he gave Marnie. Calabar did the same thing to his mom when they were in the office, which I thought was a neat callback, but at the same time, he is not Calabar, so I don't know how, no. he, knew, how he knew he did that. Like, I, eh. But not I thought sure that was, either. I thought, I thought that was a neat callback. So they called. The other reason they called Dylan is because they need him to go get mm-hmm. Aggie's spell book from her room so that they, he can tell them the spell to undo. Because she's she, she's like, oh, I remember this gray spell, something from my spell book. Go get it. We'll figure out how to, what the spell is. We'll say it backwards. We'll we'll undo it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and they go up and they're like, uh, we can't find it. It's not in here. And they're like, we haven't been up here. And then Ronnie's like, mm, Grandma, I did try and get my bone on in your room. Yeah, she has to admit it, which is rough. I did. I did let a guy into your room. Who? And he's like, she's like, Cal. And then. He's like, oh, no, it totally couldn't have been Cal, though. He's a really nice guy. And then he does the whole head come out of the block thing. I'm actually Cal, oh, my son. Oh, okay. I was, like, go, when, I was like, that order of that doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, we set it out of order. Um, but then she's like, well, what Cal, Bar does, Cal, what Cal doesn't know, excuse me, not Cal Bar, completely different characters. Uh, what Cal doesn't know is that there's actually two copies of my spell book. The one, there's a twin set. 
the one I keep with me, I use all the time that I kept with me mm-hmm. and have in the mortal world, and the one that's back at my house. So we just have to go back to my house, get the second copy, it'll be all good. Uh, also, there's this thing brought up that stealing another witch's, witch or wizard's, witch or warlock. The Code of Merlin is brought the up code multiple times, of Merlin. and it's really not clear what that it's, is. Basically, the only co- part of it that I understand is that you can't... Uh, steal another witch or wizard spells because marnie says at one point oh there are spells that every witch and warlock knows and then there are spells that are specific to that the witch and or warlock made up that only the witch or warlock knows so i'm assuming the book that aggie has is like all the spells that have been come up with no but then also they say later that the creature spell breaks the code of merlin uh yeah maybe that too then maybe it's like just a general don't be a dick wizard thing uh uh-huh. But, so it's this weird, like, rules. It's like as involves the laws of robotics, I guess. But so they're like, all right, let's go up to your house. And so she calls for a cab, and it's everyone's favorite character, Betty, comes back. But they do this weird thing where it's not, because he's the gray spell, the gray spell turns everybody. He's human, and he's not a skeleton. They turn everybody human, and he doesn't sound like himself. And for some reason, he's very slow, is his whole thing. He talks very slow, and he drives very slow. And they're like, and they, that's, that's the gag with Benny in this movie, I guess. So then while they're driving, then we go to them back in the mortal world and there, and, uh, the, the Alex shows up in the house wearing a full suited frog costume being like, Hey, you ready to go, Gwen? Ready to go hit this dance up? I got this mask for you. She's like, and I'm leaving my leaving my loser fucking son at home with my kids. So let's go. Yeah, because, because she forgot she had to take care of her child. (laughs) Apparently she forgot that, Oh, I have to put my daughter to bed, you know, like a mom. Um, but, and then Dylan's like, ah, go ahead. I'll do it. Whatever. I don't, I didn't get a date. Um, and also earlier when Alex left the first time he, Dylan saw a frog, on the ground, and I was confused about that, and I'm going to talk about that later. This is not well done. I'm sorry. No, it's not. But so then they go to the dance, and Dylan's like, all right, go to bed, Sophie. And then Sophie's just like, nah, bitch, what are you talking about? I'm staying up with you. Oh. And I, I thought that was great. Good, and she's the only one that has her fucking head on straight in that house. Everybody else is too busy trying to get their fucking dick wet to pay attention when there's a frogman running around. Right. And so they go to Aggie's house. They, they're dragging Luke along, by the way. Like I said, he is a background character. Nothing. He's literally mute. He doesn't help. He doesn't do anything. I know in the beginning it's because he has the gray spell or whatever. So he's like, right. uh, whatever. Like, but then once whatever. once he gets once he gets ungrayed, he still doesn't do anything except for like one thing later. That's it. But so they go inside and it's all gray. It looks like a standard like. Weirdly 1970s kind of vibe, I felt like. Yes, but suburban all grayscale as everything But all, yes. And then they're like, okay. She's like, all right, so where's the book? And she's like, I don't know. I lost it. It's uh, somewhere. And then they're like, all right, let's just look around. And then all of a sudden, they just start speeding up the footage. Yes, like, like they're speeding up their voices, too. Like, maybe it's yeah. weird, maybe it's weird. Like, they sound like the mice. Yeah, I, I was, I screamed. I was like, whoa, okay, we're doing this now. Like, you could just play the Benny Hill music over it, and it would have fit perfectly. Like, the... Yeah, but you can, like, hear their voices, which is weird. Like, you can just hear that they sped it up. Right. But so then, uh, Mar- Marty's talking to Gwen, and she, uh, Marty's talking to Aggie, she's like, well, we can't find it, but, uh, but there's gotta be something in there that could help us escape uh this trap uh or something and then all of a sudden luke's like hey i'm not great anymore dope what's going on guys he doesn't 
the same face that they all that They paid no attention to this at the time, no, which I thought no. was so weird. I, I was really confused what was happening. He, like, they, snaps out of the spell instantly, and they're like, mm, must have worn off. And I'm like, hasn't worn off anywhere else, you dumb fucks? Like, what? Right. Maybe also, let's dig deeper. Right, but also the fact that, like, Luke isn't phased at all. He's just like, hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, I was great. Now I'm not. Dope. And then, like, this, that's he's just like that. He's just cool with it. But then they're like, oh, well, if it wears off, then we just have to wait, and then uh, we'll find the spellbook when the house ungrades itself. And then she's like, no, we can't wait, because then the portal's going to close, and we're trapped here for a year, and then Cal is going to do all this stuff. Um, and they're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. Of course, it's lost, and everything that's lost ends up in one in Gort. place. Gort, so they, right? Gort. They have, to go, they have to go to Gort, the guy from the beginning. Guys, I'm so bored with this plot. I hate yeah. it. It's very it's bad. So boring. It's not just. It's not like bad. Like the acting is fine. It's just like the plot is so tedious. We're on like this fucking, for lack of a better word, witch hunt. Like it is, and you know exactly what's. Oh God, I hate it, Luke. I'm sorry, I hate it. That's, yeah, look, we can just say it. We kind of this movie is not great. It's not bad. It's certainly not like a bad decom, but just like. When you hear Halloween Town 2, you'd expect something a little better than it this. It exhausted me. I, I would have to take it's breaks from it. Like, I watched, through. like, 20 minutes of it, and I was like, ugh, I need a sandwich break. Like, and I needed to, like, turn it off, make myself a sandwich, and, like, come back to it. And then I took I'm another a, break. Like, it was exhaustingly annoying to me. I'm going to say a controversial opinion here. To me, this is much like the Back to the Future trilogy, in which the first one is great, and then the second one, for me personally, kind of drags a lot. Yeah, the second one sucks in Back to the Future. I hate the second Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I so do I. But I, the thing is, I've actually discovered is that people, so a lot of people actually really like the second Back to the Future, and then they hate the third one. And uh, for me, I've always really liked the third Back to the Future movie. Like, I think it's I don't think really I've good. even watched it enough to have an opinion. Like, I just know that I like the first one a lot, and then I'm well, yeah, everyone likes the first one. But I've I always feel like the second one, once they're done with being in the future, it gets really boring for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not again. It's the same thing. It's not bad. It's just not that interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not uh, bad. I don't think this movie is bad, but it's like the plot drags. And like even now, yeah. just like rehashing it, it's like oh my god! Like mm-hmm. again with this, again with Gort. We must do this again. Apparently, so then they go just straight to Gort's house, and uh, Aggie like talks it up like, oh, Gort is you know the meanest guy in all of Halloween Town. He's not gonna. He doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna like you. He hates everybody. And then Gort opens the door. And he's, like, this guy in, like, a business suit because he's been grayed. And so he's just a normal human who, like, is, like, boring or whatever. And his whole thing is he's sort socks because all the lost socks end up in his yard. But he used to be messy. And the whole gag is that, like, now he's neat. And that's so crazy because mm-hmm. he used to love his mess. Yes. And uh, they're like, well, we need a book. And he's like, oh, okay, come inside. Like, they, I can't tell... Whether or not I like or very much, very, very, very much dislike Gort's acting. I really dislike Gort's acting. I hate it. Eh, I, it didn't like, I, I, it just fell kind of in the middle for me. I was like, this is weird and I don't really I hate like it. this. Like, like I said, it was uninteresting to me. This is this thing they're setting up. So he doesn't have the book, is the long story short. He's like, oh, I sold it in the yard sale. And then he's like, they're like, okay, to who? And he's like, I'm gray. And then Aggie's like, ah, drat. Well, I don't know what to do. And then she starts to go gray. The gray spell starts affecting her. And, like, 
Uh, again, this it's kind of like in the first movie when she got hit with the freezing time spell. Like, as she's graying, she's like, yes. oh, it's probably going to it's come after happening. you, too. And let me just give you this information as it's coming over me. Let me write down. And, like, where she, like, starts information dumping, like, yeah. as the spell is, like, hitting her, but, like, not yet really hitting her. Right. And then she just starts, like, sorting the socks with Gort, because, like, <laughs> And then... Marty, and then so they're freaking out because they just lost Aggie. Not lost, but you know what I mean. And she's, she's going. Great. She's going. She's, <laughs> she's great. She can't help them anymore. She's dying. Okay, let's not. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Not doing that. I can't. Emma, if Debbie Reynolds is already dead, I'm not letting you do I that know, joke. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So then they're like, well, what do we do? What are we going to do if we don't can't get the book? Okay. And she's like, well. I'm going to say okay. this once, and I've said it before on previous, previous this podcasts. This is a leak. First of all, this is a leap. Second of all, if you guys take anything away from this podcast, like, of our little, like, personalities, like, Luke does a lot of weird accents. Or, you know, is... <laughs> no, 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 You do weird accents. You have, Whatever. You have, you have made a say point on this podcast. You There's do no a bunch evidence. of accents. But I will there's, say... There's 14 episodes of recorded out there of you wanting to do accents. Literally, one of the descriptions for, I think, the Johnny Tsunami episode is Emma tries out some accents, and then you took a picture of it and tweeted it. And Who's it was like to this. say? <laughs> Who's to say? I don't think that we have any hard proof of who does the accents. But I think if we had to, like, take away personalities, if there's one thing I want you guys to know about me, like, Luke, is very long-winded takes forever to reach a point emma fucking hates time travel i hate it i absolutely hate it the fact that i even liked minuteman for how much it was focused on time travel was amazing because i fucking hate it as a plot device it drives me crazy it literally is what ruined the third harry potter book sorry people who fucking love it it ruined harry potter should have never introduced time travel i'm getting off topic but it fucking ruined the integrity of the books and i fucking hate time travel and this whole time travel thing this movie moves into for no fucking reason is so annoying to me and this is the hill that i will die on erect (laughs) monument i don't care i hate it it's stupid well actually you know what i think it is first of all you are right this is very time turnery where it's like if you've been able to do this i feel like this would have come up yes why wouldn't we do this before or after like it doesn't make any fucking sense and and i think what your gripe is with time travel is that i feel like when a movie is about time travel you hate it less but you are but you hate it when a movie that is that just uses time travel a Once. bit, yes, like yes, that yes. pisses you off. Like, 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 Back to the Future is a movie about time travel, and you like Back to the Future. Yes. But in movies like, or in like Harry Potter or something, when they just use time travel as a plot device to do yes. something, it it's upsetting. You articulated that a lot better than I could, but you're right yes. because it's just when they use it arbitrarily, like once or twice, yeah. and then it completely destroys the integrity of everything right. that came before or after where it's like if this was always a possibility why the fuck were we not doing it or why are we not doing it afterward exactly and so they she is so she and luke are talking this out while aggie's getting great she's like the, she's like can't you undo the spell and he's like the only way to undo a spell is to say it backwards um and i don't know what the spell is so i can't say it backwards but uh like we were saying maybe we could find a back door into working around the spell by uh doing something i.e time travel just jumps right to it like we said it's a leap of logic not the biggest we've seen here on D- i don't D-coms, love it but it's a but it's a big leap to using time travel so like we were saying as graham as aggie is graying they're like grandma write down the time travel spell like real quick for us so we can time travel and she's like oh okay i got gotcha. you oh my gray hands all right here you go gray uh 
And so then, but the thing is, she doesn't know how to pronounce the words that she wrote down. I also want to meet the guy who came up with the spells they say in this movie. Because it's not like Harry Potter, where it's just like kind of Latin that you can kind of get like what the meaning behind the words is. It's literally just like, that's how they it's do spells. Like, it's, yeah, it's like Welsh rambling fast Latin. Yeah, no, they, they say it's Welsh, but I refuse to believe that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Welsh. Welsh. Words. Um, so then we do, yeah, because she doesn't know how to pronounce it, they do like a quick little scenes of like her figuring out how it's pronounced. So you jump, you first you jump back uh, uh, like five minutes and then like three back to like caveman times for some reason. I find it interesting in these time traveling scenes, she's always like, Luke, Luke, like she loses Luke for a second and she's like, oh, like Luke, like where is he? Like she needs him and I'm like, he's done fucking nothing. Like what do you need him for? Right, yes. The only other thing I want to bring up about time travel, by the way, that I did write down is how does the time travel relate to the portal being open? Like if <sighs> like like if you are at like eleven fifty nine, the portal's gonna close in a minute, can you time travel back five minutes to where the portal was still open? Yeah. And go Luke, through it. That's what I was saying. It's, it's the very whole cute. time. If we have a time travel spell and the only thing that's stopping us from, you know, fixing all this is five minutes to get into the portal, can't we just say the fucking time travel spell and go back yeah. five minutes? Yeah, you'd think so, but no, because much like the time turner, it never comes up again. So they finally they get the time right. They land in Gort's house. Um, and he is, and yeah, they're kind of separated, but they find each other. And then they're like, oh, hey, don't worry. Aggie sent us. We need to find a book for her. And he's like, I don't like Aggie and I don't like you. Get out of my house. And then she's like, no, listen, dog. In like 500 years, we never get an exact time of how far back they are. No, I don't know how far back they are at this point. It doesn't really matter, but it kind of tripped me out. Um, She's like, listen, in 500 years, Kalbar's son is going to make your place clean. And he's like, what? Again, yeah, this is where I start to get annoyed by Gorp. And so then he agrees to help I was really we... annoyed by Gorp's acting in this scene in particular. Right. But then we cut back to... Well, we go at some point. I'm kind of I'm kind of free-flowing with these events as they happen because I'm not, they're not spelled out great in my notes, mm-hmm. but who cares? So then at one point we cut back to the Cromwell house. Dylan's cleaning up from the party. Sophie has the Halloween Town book from the first movie. And she's like, look, Dylan, uh, something weird is with Alex... And look at this, golems. It's a thing made out of mud or clay. Wait, what was this? That you can, okay, I'll get to it in a second. I thought it was made out of mud, so why is he made out of frost? That's that's a thing. Give me a second. It's made out of mud or clay, you can bring it to life and make it do whatever you want, and it looks human. And he's like, so? And he's like, I think that this Alex dude's a golem. And he's like, mm, okay, let's go check on mom down at the dance. And he's like, but I don't have a costume. Okay, then there's a skeleton wearing a sombrero and a poncho, and I said out loud, Oh no, we're about to get real culturally insensitive. I said that, wrote that down. I wrote that down. I was like, <laughs> um, Okay, so Dylan's costume is culturally insensitive, and they also yes. play maraca music before he puts it on. Yeah, he puts on the sombrero and the poncho, and at least he's not wearing like a big mustache or something. That could have. That could have gone bad. But so then Sophie amateurly flies them on a broom to the school dance because she doesn't know how to fly yet. But okay, so here's the thing with golems. Golems are an actual mythological thing. It's like a Jewish myth that you build a man out of clay who's hollow and you like stick a slip of paper He's in his hollow? mouth. Yeah, it's like hollow. So it's like just you make clay into a person, but it's hollow on the inside. So like you stick like a piece of paper saying some stuff on it into his mouth and then it comes to life and does whatever you want. That's my understanding of golems. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's the basic gist as far as I'm aware. You can't make a golem out of frogs. That's not how golems work. They made it sound like a bookie, but also like there was like two pictures in that book and one of them was the golem page and it had a mud man on it. And the right. next one was just like 
a walking frog. And those didn't look like the same thing, but they no, were equated as like, being the same like thing. Like, why, why couldn't it just be a frog that he brought to life? I would have been no, fine with that. No, it's a golem of frogs. It's a it's multiple frogs jammed Stacked together on into, top a, of each other. into a human suit. And I don't Basically know... like three toddlers in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who thought that up, but that's the wildest and thing. And then it but became like, British. Yeah, I, it's crazy. All right, so then they're searching through Gord's house for this book. Uh, and they, they're just not finding it. This is where the movie really starts to drag. It's just them looking for the book and not finding it. And then he's like, wait a minute, is it leather? Even though they've mentioned it's leather seven times. Um, oh, I know what book you're talking about. I sold that to Calabar 50 years ago. Yeah, so what? Was Calabar 50? I'm sorry, guys. I know that no, no, it's well, a Halloween this, town. It's a Halloween town thing. I, 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 but I assume he meant regular Calabar, Calabar 1 with a C, No, not I know, Calabar but still, he didn't look 50. Well, how, Aggie doesn't look like 600 or whatever, Emma. We don't this know how old This just seems he... like a stupid thing they layered on that we didn't need to do where, like, Halloween right. time ages mean nothing. Like, I you're, don't yeah, get it. you're right. But at the same time, I think this is genuinely a really neat idea from a story perspective. I know the story is bad, but I like the idea that Cal basically sent them on a wild goose chase. That because Cal has had both of Maggie's Aggie spellbooks all along. I guess this is the closest thing we get to a twist, which is right. not even a real twist. Because he he bought Aggie's copy of the spellbook, or C. Calabar did, but Cal just took the other one because without it, there's no way they could get back. They could undo any part of the spells that he's gonna do. And do Except for the fact that the spell is just one word and you could easily spell yeah, it across the way to fix it. pissed me off so hard. This is the worst writing in the script. Like, you have to admit, this is so lazy. It's really bad. So, how this works is, like we said, you have to undo a spell, you have to do it backwards. But Dylan, no, Luke finally realizes, hey, how did you undo the spell on me? And she's I like, I literally wrote one- down, finally, Luke is helpful. Like, yes, he is, is finally serving a This is the, the one scene Luke actually does something in this movie. He says, well, no, it didn't just wear off on me. That's crazy. Nothing's it hasn't worn off on anything. You must have done or said something that undid the trap. And then this scene goes on for way too long of them trying to figure out what she said. It's literally just like 15 minutes of her just walking around a the house trap, trying to figure it out. A spell. A charm. And then he's like writing it down like a little like, yeah. golf notebook with a little pencil. And I'm like, it goes on for an ungodly amount of time. Right, and so they figure out that a trap is the word up, or just sorry, trappa, not a trap. Trappa, trappa is the word apart backwards. So that undoes the gray spell, and they like do it on Gort a couple times to make sure. Um, and they're like, okay, great. Now we just have to go back to the present and undo your grandma, and then uh, we'll, and then we can ungray all of Halloween Town. It'll be good. Um, also, I think I don't know if we've officially brought it up. We've touched on it. Uh, another part of Cal's plan is that at the Halloween dance, he's going to make everybody into the Halloween creatures that they're dressed as by using a creature spell that, that makes their That was against the Code of Merlin, everyone, in case you were yes. wondering. Yes, it, it used to be used by mortals uh, on mortals to punish them for making fun of Halloween creatures, and it hasn't been used since. But that's his whole plan. That's why Alex lured Gwen to the Halloween dance in the gross costume. That was mm. the whole. That's the whole thing. So, they are going to travel back in time, but Marnie is apparently a freaking idiot and like put the piece of Fucking paper with piece this. of paper down and she's like oh uh i don't know where'd it go and he's like gork goes oh no and she's like what and he's like well it's just lost and she's like well it's lost so that means it's here somewhere right and he goes no everything this is gets a new lost. arbitrary rule we didn't learn about until the fourth yeah. quarter yeah everything that gets lost everywhere else ends up here 
Everything that's lost here just disappears, which has got to be really inconvenient for Gort. Like, you set a spoon down after eating some soup, and then you walk away, and like, oh, wait, where'd I got it up? Gone. It's gotta gone. Gotta buy more spoons. It's got to be a rough living for Gort. But, uh, so then she's, then he's like, okay, well, can you just remember it? And he, she's like, it's Welsh and really long, ah. And then there's, then we do, like, a prolonged scene of her trying to remember the spell. Then we cut back to Dylan and Sophie, who are, have arrived to that high school, trying to warn the mom, hey, yo, this Alex guy is, like, seriously evil, um, you gotta lay off. And she's like, guys, can't you try to see, can't you see I'm trying to get some D over here? It's been, like, three years since oh your dad died. Oh my god, yeah, your search for dick is really, really throwing the rest of this movie off course, Gwen. Yeah, and so the only way Sophie convinces her, she's first of all, she says he's a golem, and she's like, a golem, really? And then Sophie goes, made out of frogs. And I was like, wait, what? He's made out of frogs? Yes, that's, yes. What, that's, that's what you <laughs> were coming This is so with. random. Why made out of frogs? I don't know. Like, out of all know. things, if we're going to bend the rules on golems, why would he be made out of frogs? Just make him a frog. Like, why is this a thing? And then she's like, oh, hey, Alex. Um, I saw someone dressed like a fly. And he's like, oh, a fly? Yeah, a big, juicy, fat fly with antenna and everything. I can show him. And he's like, a, 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 a fly? And he starts making He starts grossest. getting horny. He leaves. <laughs> and like, honey, having, he's shaking. He starts having an O-face inside his frog costume. And then Sophie <laughs> Sophie conjures a, a magic fly in front of him. Out of nowhere. And, Mar- Greg, and Gwen is like, Sophie, you can't do magic in public, you crazy idiot. And then she's like, no, mom, No, she look. says in front of strangers. That was the actual oh. quote. And yeah. I was like, how about just like in public, bitch? Yeah. Like, just, just- uh, and, and so then um, he's like, his eyes just start following it and are like, mm, a fly. And then someone at Disney got a new FX kit. That's why he's a golem made out of frogs, because they wanted to use this FX. I swear to God. That's why he's a golem of frogs. They were like, oh, we have a thing we can do to make someone's tongue catch a fly. First of all, the fly CG is also bad. But then his tongue, like, shoots out of his mouth, which is something I remember from the trailer of yes. this film, was the, the, the guy with the tongue thing. The two cuts that I remember from this trailer are him, the guy with the tongue, like, like catching the fly, and then also the cut of the mask turning into her actually being a witch was in the trailer right. as well. Exactly. Or not a witch, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. But so he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Gwen, but you know, Cal's evil and all, and I was supposed to woo you and bring you here. And he, she, then she does some spell and to undo his golemness, and it's just a, pile, a pile of, frog. of frogs. <laughs> just a pile of frogs, everyone. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I went on a date, left my kids at home to get fucked, and he ended up being <laughs> a pile of frogs. So... He then she's like, okay, we gotta find Cal. Clearly, Marty and Aggie were right. I'm gonna keep this mask on because he knows what I look like, so it'll be easier to find him like this. To be fair to Gwen, they do not. She does not know about the creature spell part of it yet. They they have not been informed no. about it. I don't believe. Um, but so they start scanning the party for that. So then we cut back to Gort's house, and uh, Marty has just conjured a bunch of like lawn gnomes or something and made Gort like grow hair. Literally, because fuck she's- you, Marty. Why would you not remember this spell? God well, damn. and uh, yeah, to be fair, I was gonna say I get it; it's a long spell. But Sophie remembered Aggie's spell from the first movie by like turning it into a song. I think we all know that Sophie nothing. is better than Marnie. That's yeah, skill wise, she's always been more ahead. A little bit, but then Gort is like, you know what? Screw this. You guys can just use the timeline. And I was like, what? Okay, wait, wait. This timeline thing makes absolutely no fucking sense. No, yeah. <laughs> 
Because again, well, first of all, I want the thing that pissed me off is Gort. Why did you not mention this at any other point? They say that like a wizard lost it, and uh, like uh, what? It's like it's basically a closet with like a portal in it, and he's like, oh, it like accelerates time. Like you, do, you can go. The future is one way, the past is the other. So you just have to ride the time whole, I don't know, time flow to the future where you want to go. And she's like, great, cool, awesome. But then also she brings up like Stephen Hawking's th- and like black holes and like, it's weird because like, what it's magic. What was the point of that? What was the point of that? You could just say it's magic. You don't need to bring up his uh, brief history of time nonsense about like black holes being able to just okay. do stuff with time. I, you I nailed that. Look, you absolutely crushed it. Yeah, okay. Listen, I'm not Stephen Hawking. Uh, so then she pulls out her broom uh, from her pocket because she had that the whole time. Like, uh, uh. And, and she makes it grow. And uh, the, first of all, the broom budget clearly got better from the first movie. Because if you remember, the brooms in the first movie were just like ace hardware brooms that they like suck some cardboard they and spray like, painted. Spray painted neon green and then stuck right. some cardboard on like as wings. Right, this one they actually put some effort into it and made it look like a tradition, more traditional witch's broom, but it's also With a like handlebar. metallic and it's got handlebars and like a throttle. And so her and Luke blast off in through the time hole and uh, the start time riding hole. The, blast the time off hole. off through the time hole. Listen, I mean, there's there's a time hole in Minutemen too, but yes, they blast off through the time hole. Um, speaking of blasting off through your time hole, Gwen, we cut back to Gwen. Uh, who wanted Alex to blast off into her time hole. Oh! Um, and... Oh. <laughs> um, so... A movie for children. So... This back in this fucking dance, what the fuck are half of these creatures? What oh, are the creatures? yeah, we should it's talk like about It's like an this. enlarged, like, grotesque, like, doctor man. Like, in scrubs. Yeah. What are they so, supposed to be? So this is one of my favorite things about when people do, when TV shows like do Halloween movies is the fact they can't use any licensed characters. So they have to do just generic like vampire and demon and witch and doctor and stuff. But they needed to make them monstrous in order for this creature spell thing to work. And not everyone is like that. There are some people who are just like fairies and stuff. But they're just like, yeah, like I said, like a doctor with a giant weird monster head or... Uh, like some a cyclops guy that's just wearing like a striped suit with buttons all over it. Like it's very confusing their the costume choices in this in this dance. But so we cut back and they're still looking for Calbar. They haven't found him. And Calbar, sorry, Cal is just standing up in the rafters, like looking down. And then I think we cut back briefly to the time hole, being like, oh, the portal is going to close in like ten minutes, and we're only in the 1600s. So they must have been gone a long, been back a long ways if they were when they were in Gort's house. But so uh, Gwen sees Cal up in the rafters, and he's got you know Aggie spellbook, and he flips it open to the creature spell, and it's like down to the wire, and he starts you know of starting course, to read this a whole, little. This the whole thing is down to the wire, and it stretches for some reason for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so Gwen sees him. Doesn't do anything, you know, doesn't shoot magic at him. She is magic. She can yeah, do so magic. She is so fucking useless in this scene. It's incredible to me. Yes. And so he sees her, see him, and then he just, like, hand waves at her. And then the ma- the mask comes down and is stuck to her face. And I was like, why didn't you do that in the first place? If your whole plan is to have her become the creature and, and she needs also, to have the mask on hey, to be the creature. Um, not to point out the obvious here, but why is she trying to pull it off with physical force? 
Use fucking magic. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. But she's like, her, she there's just, a scene of like her and the kid. She's like, pull from the top, pull from the top, and they're like trying to rip this mask off. I'm like, it was put on you with magic, you dumb bitch. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's a good point. It's ridiculous. It's literally like from I just watched Girls Trip today for the first time. Like she's been dignitized. Like she has been so focused on the fucking this frog man that she can't even think straight. Like please get it together, Gwen. Uh yeah, you're right. That's very dumb. I didn't realize that. But also, uh I do I did like Cal here where he does that to her and then he just goes, "Now, where was I?" and just gets back to his reading. And, but again, Gwen does not tell Sophie or Dylan, oh, he, that dick's up there. Stop him. No. Do whatever he's trying to do. Also, Just, magic the mask off your face. Y- yes, that too. So Luke and Marnie managed to find like a faster time flow or something and managed oh, to get back. This whole back. thing is a mess. Honey, somebody grab my mom because this timeline <laughs> thing is a mess. It's, I, it's yeah. The way that I get like when Luke talks about certain like the science elements in movies, like... This whole thing with the timeline when they're riding through it, I just tuned out completely. I didn't pay a second of attention to it. it yeah, so which is dumb. weird because again, it's the thing I remember from this movie is that they time travel through a closet, but they don't. It's only this one time they do it. But so they get back to where Aggie is frozen. They undo the magic on her, not Gort, because screw that guy, I guess. Yeah. And and uh, they're like, okay, listen, we figured out uh, how to undo the gray. Uh, we just gotta get back to Halloween Town. We know you just gotta get back to the mortal world. Stop Cal, and we're golden, baby. So then they tried. They open the portal, which I guess they can just do that now, yep, even yep. though that's I, spells, like that's over. That's canceled. Yes, I guess like maybe because they know how. Did, wait, they don't. They don't ungrade Gord, right? Or do they ungrade? No, him? I don't think so. Because I was gonna say maybe if they like ungrade his house, like that means. No. That the portal is, can open now, but I, like apparently Cal is not blocking their ability to summon the portal anymore. So they open the portal, but the thing is, like, also the thing that made me upset is that the people in the Halloween party are counting down to midnight, like it's New Year's, even yep. though it's a Halloween party. What it's happens that, at midnight at a nothing, Halloween party? Uh, Halloween's you get over. Drunker. I don't fucking get it. I don't understand. I it was really weird. But so uh, they op- managed to open the portal, but apparently this portal uh, works like starts closing in the last minute because they get the portal open in like the last like 10 seconds because the portal starts to uh, shut and she can't get to the other side and she like runs up and tries to like force it to stay open. I don't understand why she didn't just slip through to the other side, you know, because there's clearly a lot of room for her, but she just doesn't do that. Um, and then Sophie and Dylan see her and are like, Oh my gosh, uh, Barney, and then it just closes and then they're like, oh, no, the portal's closed. It's midnight. Bah. And then uh, Aggie's like, oh, well, you know, you're just going to have to stay in Halloween Town for a year because, you know, rules or whatever. And then Cal does his uh, creature spell and everybody turns into the actual creature. Most of the makeup on the people is pretty bad. It's like yep. just like heads on people and then like maybe painting their hands or whatever. The, the, what they do to Gwen is actually really good. Like, I don't know oh, what's... Oh, it's creepy. The, I remember this it, is what I know. scared me as a kid. Once they yeah. turn her into that whatever. Yeah, this... Oh, well, just the general idea of, like, becoming what you are dressed as ho- at Halloween messed me up as a kid. But, like, yeah, the makeup they put on Gwen and, like, how they make her look like an evil, like, more stable, stereotypical, like, Wicked Witch of the West type thing is really it's good. It's almost like it a looks, hag. It's like a creepy yeah, old hag. hag that, that's, a good, that's a good word. But it looks great. Like, it looks like it belongs in a way higher budget movie. It scared the shit out of me. Also, Cindy, the girl that turned down Dylan, is now like her. She th- says her teeth are stuck, which is like an IRL vampire. She tries to drink Dylan's blood, which I thought yes. was going to be more of a gag, but did nothing. Then again, it. as many things in this uh, movie went nowhere. Yep. Um, and so 
everyone's freaking out back in the mortal world that, oh, God, monsters, I'm a monster. Why are there monsters? Like, blah, 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 blah. And then Sophie's just like, uh, oh, no, Marnie's trip to Halloween Town. Aggie is like, well, sorry, honey. You know, we can't break the rules. We're just going to have to stop Cal next year. And then she's like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm not going to buy You know what? Those rules? Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that this is a rule that we've established since the first film, but I'm just going to not do it. And then he, she calls Sophie on the headphone and is like, listen, Sophie, we're going to try and open the portal. And she's like, it's past midnight, you idiot. And she's like, nah, 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 nah. Trust I don't me on play this. it like that. You don't understand who you're talking to. Right. So we're going to do it from our side. You do it from your side. We're going to have to make up a spell to do this. And then they're like, okay. So she, Sophie makes Dylan join in because she's like, Dylan, shut your damn face. Your magic deal with yeah, it. Yeah, again, shut the fuck up. But I will say also like this, why is this the first time we're asking this question? It was my first question when this movie started. Why do these arbitrary rules still exist? Marnie's finally asking the tough questions here, I guess. Right. This is my problem with this. Is that, yes, when you're building, like, a magical world, you should set rules for your magic so that you're not just playing Calvin Ball and anyone can pull magic out of their ass anytime. Yeah, okay. Like, and so, yes, they established in the first movie, you cannot get between Halloween Town and, Ho- and Norwell World unless it's Halloween. And while I think it's kind of cheap to just be like, no, we're just going to break those rules because Marnie is, you know, the best witch ever, whatever. Sophie is the best witch ever. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cromwells are the best witches ever. It's kind of a neat idea that, like, oh, she's going to do the impossible. Like, our heroine is going to do what no one else has done before. And her, like, because she's from both worlds, is going to manage to be able know, to travel between them. I know, but it's still so fucking stupid. I like yeah. what it symbolized. I like you didn't yes. have to choose. Like, she wasn't... This now opened up a greater thing where, like, she didn't have to live for a year and, like, miss out on so much in the human world. And she also didn't have to live for 100 years in Halloween Town. I liked what it symbolized. But at the same yeah. time, it's just, like, there's no suspense. Like, we know she's going to be able to do it. It's really not that visual. They're just holding hands and, like, chanting a thing. And we know what's going to happen. Otherwise, the movie would be over and Gwen would be a, the hag forever. Like, right. uh, like it's, it's very dumb to me. You are right. That's an excellent way to put it, Emma, is that she... It's good, good in what it symbolizes, but in execution, it's bad. Um, but so they... She holds hands with Aggie. Sophie holds hands with Dylan. Also, like... No, okay, uh, this was the point that I teared up. I did tear up a little you bit. You teared again. up? What? Yes. Um, Why? Because um, my love for Luke the Goblin is strong and pure. And he's so supportive. <laughs> he's a supportive king of his queen. Like, he is the ultimate, like, trophy husband. Like, he would be a stay-at-home dad to Marnie's, like, badass witch ruling the world. Like, he can't do magic. He can't do anything. She was like, I just need somebody that believes anything is possible. And he was like, I believe that as long as as long as long I'm with you. And I was like, oh, he loves her. And, like, he just knows that she's a queen and is always out there to support her. And it's also also the time when he was like, he's like, I'm just a goblin. Like, I can't do magic. He knows how inferior he is. And I like that. I find that. His, his, his self-esteem issues come back, yeah. His self-esteem issues come back. And I teared up a little bit. Oh, and I, But I'm saying that's the one romantic thing between them in this movie. They bring back the love interest from the last movie. And this they only do a love thing and one time. I could have used more yes. But did I just need that little bit to cry? Also yes. All right, fine. But so then Sophie and Marnie start making up a spell to open the portal. I don't know how they both know what the other is saying. Like, they don't, they don't, they're not holding the headphones up. No, to like, no. I didn't, this makes no sense. I guess no. this is like the thing that like is kind of heavy handed in the beginning of the movie where they're like, 
I just feel it. Like you just have to feel like I know he's here. Like someone's coming. Like there's always like 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 premonition feeling stuff where they just like know what's happening that um is not really explained and you can't really see it. So again, it's kind of cheap and lazy. Um, but so they manage to like slowly do it. Like the portal starts to slowly appear and slowly open, and Calabar is like, no, that's impossible. Also, Calabar puts on a stupid as fuck cape at some point oh yeah he does he gets well because like while all the monsters are running around he puts on like a cape and like a crown with a skull on it uh as that like he got oh. from somewhere yeah i think the implication is that it's the winners of the costume contest oh, is supposed to that makes sense that makes but sense. i but it's really weird that he was like yes chaos gotta look my dopest yeah. it's like, like sequined you guys like it's yeah. literally covered in sequin. it's bad he's looking fierce Serving you, um, Order of Merlin Rule Breaking Eleganza. I, I don't know what any of those words were except for the Order of Merlin. So, he's freaking out like, oh my gosh, there's no way you could have done this. Buh, buh, buh. And she's like, yeah, we did it. We're in the moral world. Woo. And then, okay. So, if you remember our, our, our first Halloween Town episode, we had a big problem with the ending that it seemed very rushed and a lot of it came out of nowhere. This sequel has the exact same problem. It's literally the exact same ending. It's the exact well, same thing. Because Cal comes up to Marnie and is like, uh, oh, you're here. Who cares if you're here? My plan already succeeded. I don't care. But And I've got both spell books. Go ahead. Take them. I dare you. And like, this is black so heavy magic. handed also. Like, yeah. black shit. Like, and he's like, he literally at one point goes, what's stronger? Is good or evil better? And it's like, okay, we get it. We know you're evil. We know she's good. You don't need to be that heavy handed yeah, with it. Yeah, especially because that was such a small part of the plot of the first one that like evil magic is like, Calbar thought evil magic was stronger than good magic, whatever. But like, but he's saying that he's holding both the spell books just out in his hands because, I don't know, and he's got like black tentacle magic coming up behind him being like, I dare you. And then, Marty just starts to like glow from yes, her head for no reason. She's starting this golden glow, and she just grabs the fucking book. It's like in paintings of the Virgin Mary, where they have like the halo of light around her. Like it's like that. It's comes out right the hell out of nowhere. Also, he she kind of tries to like uh, turn him away from the dark side, where she's like, "I know you're a good person, Cal. You don't have to do this. Don't let who your father was dictate who you are now. Be your own person." And he's like, "Mwahaha! I don't care. I'm the bad guy of this film." <laughs> And she's just like, all right. And so she just grabs the spell books and then he just disappears. Just literally exactly like in the first movie when they just get the, they just like kind of sort of trap him inside the talisman or they know we actually skipped over that. Uh, Cal does confirm that Calbar, they destroyed Calbar. So I guess by whatever magic they were doing at the end of the first movie, they killed Calabar. I don't but know. At end, but at the end of this one, just did she the defeat book, him? Did she defeat him? He just like spins off into a little like. Meow. Yeah, they say Luke says, "Oh, he'll be back." Uh, I don't think he comes back in any of the other movies. I think he's done. Though I know the third movie, it's like some evil Halloween Town council member and also the member knights of this order that hate magic people. I don't remember the plot of the fourth one. I think it's like some magic talisman that lets people control uh, people's minds. I don't remember that being a Calabar Ridge. I don't, but I do not believe Cal comes back in any of the future films. Yeah, I don't think he does either. But he also just like isn't clearly defeated. She just grabs some fucking books out of his hands and then he also spins he's, into the yeah, sky. Yeah, but also he's like, he like screams while he's spinning away. So it seems like he's being like destroyed or something. But Luke is just like, nah, he'll be back. And I was like, what? Like, I'm, how? 
How do you know? Why did the grabbing the books ruin everything? Uh, what? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not like in, it's not like in Pixel Perfect where we were like the ending makes no sense and is crazy. This just makes no sense, and I'm angry about it. Like the whole like last like 10, 20 minutes of Pixel Perfect are completely insane for a ton of reasons. But like you at least kind of get what the logic the movie is going for. There is no logic to this There's none. ending. There's literally zero. Just they got the books back, and then she's like, all right, Grandma, read the spell backwards, turn everyone normal. And then she's like, got it. Everyone's normal. Everyone's yep. fixed. Everyone's fixed. And then they go to Halloween Town and fix all of them. No, 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 no. But here's the thing that pisses me off. What? Is they don't do anything else to the mortals. They don't, like, erase their memories. Oh, no. They've all, they, they all are going to go to years of therapy to get the fuck yeah, over this shit they, that they just they, saw. They just saw, you know, magic happen in their real lives. They turned into monsters for a little bit, and then they're like, oh, good, we're normal. Let's keep this party going. They don't Let's do get anything. It going. They do and nothing. They literally, like, start scream dancing. Also, they all just, like, no, they don't even need to do a spell because they're all like, was I just dreaming? I just had the yeah. craziest dream. But then, like, was I asleep? Like, yeah. they just explained it away as being asleep, even though you were clearly awake. And everyone's grabbing their own face. I uh, dude, it's the worst. It's, again, no logic or thought was put into this ending. To be fair, much like the first ending. But so then you're right. So then because and then Gwen comes up to her mom being like, "Oh, I guess we don't have to fight anymore because we because now we can each have what we want, and I don't want to fight with you." Happy ending, happy ending. But we need to go back to Halloween Town to fix everyone. So then we get a sequence of. Marty and Sophie and, like, everybody running around Halloween Town just yelling, uh, Trappa, 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 because yeah. of the spell. Which I don't think we hit that hard enough. It's really dumb. It's such a powerful spell. The way to get the spell to work is to say, apart at a thing. That's how you do the gray spell. That is how you kill, <sighs> not kill. That is how you, um, demonstrably change everyone in Halloween Town is by saying, apart is the spell. It's really dumb. And it's then, really so, stupid. So then we go through Halloween Town, seeing everybody come back to on being colorful. And then literally the last line of the movie. Is web talk. It's web talk. It's Aggie going up to Marnie and apropos of nothing saying, uh, so this World Wide Web I've heard about, does it involve spiders? And then she goes, ha ha, Grandma, I think it's time we start your training. Was that for trailer like what does it have to do with anything none of this has been about computers <laughs> no it comes out of nowhere it's literally just they it's wrote that like line i feel like no no you know what i think happened i think they had a, a i think they had a version of this script that had to do with computers and it was like the villain like was met on the computers like she met him in ghoul chat or something like there was a version there was an early version of the script that dealt heavily with computers in the web and for whatever reason, if they thought it was going to date the movie too much or whatever, they scrapped it. And we're like, okay, we're going to go with a different plot. But then they just were like, oh, some of those jokes were just so good that we had in there <laughs> when it was all web-focused. We're going to bring those over into the new plot. That's what I'm saying, is I thought that, like, they wrote that joke, and then we're just like, oh, we'll stick it in the movie somewhere. It make, it, But at the end of the it movie, makes I was like, It no like, sense. Why are they talking about the internet? Why at that point? Like, it makes sense because they're like, oh, Grandma, now we can start your training, because the reason she wanted to, her to stay with her in Halloween Town for 100 years is so to do more of her training. But now she's like, oh, we better start your internet training after you just saved the town lives of everybody in the town and, and then it just like does the camera pull back look at halloween town and the movie's over it makes no sense it makes less sense i'm gonna say it it makes less sense than the ending of the first movie i 
I agree with you. I honestly agree with you. It is more rushed and makes less sense than the ending of the first movie. The first movie was at least, okay, we gotta beat the bad guy, we gotta beat the bad guy, alright, we're all gonna team up, we're all gonna beat him, we're all gonna do a vague magic spell, and he's gone, we got the talisman, Halloween Town saved, alright, let's all go back to Mortal World, Grandma, you're leaving with me, let's go. End of this one, oh, I'm evil, you gotta take these books, I'm taking the books, bye, I'm dead, maybe, alright, let's save everybody, saving everybody, stupid joke, end of film. Spider web, like, or world wide web joke. And also I wrote down, can they make out, please, about Marty and the Goblin, but they don't make out. So again, I was not fulfilled. They get the one, they get the one romantic moment. That's and by it. they, you mean I. I got one more. <laughs> and I do not believe Luke appears in any of the other nope, films. Nope, this is this it is for the Luke. Luke. This I'm, is the end of Luke, unfortunately. I'm sad I believe after it. this, the romantic focus switches to... Lucas Grebeel's character. No, 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 no. It's a mortal guy in the third one. No. Yes, it's a mortal guy because, uh, who, like, might be tied to the evil League of Knights who want to kill all things Well, like, magical. Lucas Grebeel's still there, and he's the underlying. He is. But then in the fourth one, it's Lucas Grebeel. It's, it's Lucas Grebeel but, in the fourth one. But, like, yes, I get what you're saying, but he's, like, the long game love interest in that movie. Like, they don't get together in that movie, but I still, in the viewing of that movie, know that, like, that's where that's going eventually. You know what I mean? I guess. I, but I mean, that like, guy doesn't really turn into anything. It's like, again, you know what? Let's just keep it fucking rocking. Like, Lucas Grebeel is the Ron Weasley of that. And, <laughs> and the mortal guy would be like a Victor Crumb, like, blip in the radar. I don't know. I remember really liking the mortal guy. I liked the relationship. I thought it was done well. I, 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 I like Lucas Grebeel's character. We'll have this conversation when we get there. Okay, fine. But, so yeah, that was Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Wow, and, that was fucking exhausting. I'm literally sweating. Yeah, it really... <sighs> I don't know how to feel about it. I didn't like it, Luke. I like, didn't like no, it. No, no. I, like I said, I, we kind of cut, touched on this in the middle. It's not a bad movie, but it's just so uninteresting and honestly kind of bland. But I will say the acting is really good. Yes. Marnie uh, is way better. Dylan is way better. The mom is good. Is, Dylan's and good. And, and, De and Debbie Reynolds is giving a million percent. Yeah. And she's, I, she's great to watch. So it's Cal really... Cal isn't really that bad either. They're no. All, like I said... It, it, it's a mixed bag, as how I would describe and it. It's I a mixed bag. And I think Luke is good. If he had just been given more to do, yeah, he's not a bad actor. No, 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 he's absolutely not. It's just they did nothing with him. He had a thing to do in the first movie, which was help Calbar crush on Marnie. This one, it's just kind of help Marnie, but mostly not say anything and be just in the Just follow her around like a little doggy. All right. It's not great. Let's get it popping. Let's, let's make right, some let's, hard calls. Let, all right, let's do some rankings. So, Emma, do you remember your rankings? Nope. All right, I, I, I need to talk to our web guy again because these really should be on the website um, so you can just access them quickly. Your rankings, uh, Xenon, Get a Clue, Halloween Town, Teen Beach Movie, Minutemen, The 13th Year, Princess Protection Program, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Pixel Perfect, Johnny Tsunami, Kim Possible, Smart House, Poof Point, You Wish. My rankings, Xenon, 13th Year, Minutemen, Kim Possible, Halloween Town, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, You Wish, Smart House, Teen Beach Movie, Pixel Perfect, Princess Protection Program, Get a clue, Johnny Tsunami, Poof Point. Where are you putting it? I think I want this right after I use Million Dollar Cook-Off. Oh, you think this is better than Pixel Perfect? Yeah. You the like acting Pixel Perfect is better. I do like Pixel Perfect, but the acting is better. Okay. And I like uh, Halloween. I know. I just, I, I just, I know you like Pixel Perfect more than I do, but, um... I mean, the plot in Pixel Perfect is about as paper thin as whatever's happening here. I'm gonna put mine... I'm gonna put mine between... 
Get a Clue and Johnny Tsunami, which is honestly pretty low. Nah, hang on. I feel like it deserves more than that. There also is tough stuff with this movie where I feel like I have to rank it a little bit higher just because yeah. of the acting and because yeah. of the franchise that it's in. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it between... I do think Pixel Perfect is a better movie, but at the same time, that's the thing, is that it's, this is why it's hard doing a sequel movie. That's what I'm saying. You have, to keep, you have to keep in mind the fact that it's a sequel. And you and you also, you want to be able to judge it on its own merit alone, but that's not possible. Like, we're only human. Right. Like, we're going to still identify this as, like, a Halloween Town film, which is a big deal. Yeah. Because huh. a part of me want like, uh, generally I try and rank on, like, which movie would I want to watch more. And I would much rather watch I don't want to watch this ever again. Yeah, that's the problem, is that I'd much rather watch Pixel Perfect again than watch this again. But at the same time, you're right. It has so much about it that is really good that makes me want to put it there, put it somewhere a little higher. So I think I'm going to put it between uh, Pixel Perfect and Princess Production Program. That's where I'm going to put it. That sounds I, 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 I'm going to put it... Yeah, it's higher than I would have put it. But Emily kind of swayed me that there is more to this that should be celebrated, even if some of it's off the walls. Um, but yeah, that's where we're going to put it. We don't have a tagline this month. There is kind of one I found. I don't think it really counts. I think it's just something fun they wrote on like the box. It's just like, welcome back, dot, 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 forever. But I don't think what? that counts as a tag. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> welcome I don't think back it, forever. I, I don't think that's a tagline. Uh, so we don't have uh, much else to talk about. But uh, Emma... What uh, movie are we going to be watching in November? Um, I decided that I think we need to get more into the more modern decoms. Uh, because we can't do all the old ones and then just be left with the new ones. So we have to do a nice peppering. Also, we should. We, also, I should bring this up. To anyone who's listened to all of our other episodes, I've said I wanted to make November the month where we do the movies based on TV shows, but I did tell Emma that since she's picking, I really don't care if that we keep and up with And you know what so, I said? I said, go fuck yourself. I'm going to pick what didn't. I want to pick. You didn't say that. That's what they, you did say. I, I'll there pick can't be that many themes. We just had to do a Halloween movie. We're going to have to do some fucking winter movie next. Like We're going to just fucking ball it out. It's fine. Too many fucking go, themes. I'm over Drop it, it on me. Drop it on me. Give we it are going to watch... This movie that I've never seen, but I you know uh, what? I the premise really spoke to me. Is Duff Cameron in it? As a woman, no. Uh, uh, we are going to watch Zap. Oh no! The mind control movie, where she controls boys with a machine and makes them better people. Which, after the fucking movies that I've had to watch, where men are literal garbage fires, I think this is going to be a great movie. Is it? Is it Zendaya? Is it yes. That? Zendaya. Okay, I like I like Zendaya. I like her, but but I also I haven't watched the original Zap. This is also I think I've mentioned this on our Twitter. Is this is a remake. The, the, yeah, there you didn't know it was a remake. No. There, so there is an, the, Disney has been doing this thing kind of recently where they've like been doing decom remakes of old like eighties movies because they did Zapped, which is an old eighties movie about a guy. Of course, it was originally a guy. Fucking. Oh gross. yeah, yeah, it was originally a guy, and it was gross eighties and horny. Get off this summer with Zapped. Starring Scott Baio. Ew. Uh, and then they did Adventures of Babysitting, a remake on Disney Channel. And I think there's one more that I forget. But they've been... So yeah, they did two with Zapped and uh, Adventures of Babysitting. And I've heard on Twitter that it's just as... It's still kind of problematic. I can't wait. I can't wait. I am scared. I don't want to watch this. I am excited. We're going to get real problematic with it. All right. Uh, 
Fine. Okay, we can watch Zapped. I can... You're, there's not... You don't have to agree. It's already yeah, happening. No, the wheels I are know. in motion, babe. big boy. This is happening. You're on this train. I just kind of expected more from you, Choo-choo. honestly. Like, like, when you... Like, that's the thing. When you pick, I feel like I, in my heart, I'm always like, oh, I feel like she maybe she picked this or something. But also, you always, like, wild card me. I love wild just, like, cards. Where you're just like, who cares? The world's ending. Like, I don't care about anything. That's something else you guys are going to learn about me. Hates time travel. Doesn't give a fuck about anything. So, <laughs> yeah, right, I don't so care. Come, we're watching Zapped. So, no, November, we're doing Zapped. That'll be an experience. Um, so, yeah, that's that'll be interesting. Because that'll be our second modern decom, I think. Because the only other one was Team Beach Movie, I think. Yeah, right? that was yeah. the only one like, of the like 2010s, I think, that we've done. Yes. So, uh, as always, you can find us online on audioentropy.com with a multitude of other wonderful podcasts uh, like Teenagers with Attitude, Totally Reprised, uh, uh, Transmission Radio, Digimod Digital Podcast, all great. Check them out on the website. See if they're your thing. I think a lot of them are my thing. They're very, very good, and we're proud to be a part of it. Uh, also, you can find us online at Decomedy Podcast on Twitter. Give us a follow so you can see when new episodes are up. Um, we did just we did just release. By the time you've heard this, we put out the Liz McGuire bonus episode, so we'll need to pick a new topic in the future. So we're gonna put up a poll of for when the uh, to pick the next topic, probably. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'll also retweet any hot decom scoops or memes or anything funny. So you know, check it out. And also, I want to really thank a bunch of people who've been tweeting at us saying how much they enjoy the show. That's really really nice of you, and I appreciate that a lot. Um, I liked it a lot too. I would appreciate more compliments if possible. <laughs> I really, I'm kind of like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live. Um, so if you guys could keep complimenting me, that speaking, would be great. Speaking of which, if you uh, have the time or inclination, we'd really appreciate it if you reviewed us on iTunes or Google Play Music or but Stitcher. But only if you have something or... nice to say. I'm sick <laughs> of reading the fucking takedowns of me on iTunes. If I, I don't want to see one more goddamn thing from someone saying I interrupt Luke too much. You know what? <laughs> if you were talking to Luke, you'd interrupt him too. You don't know my life. I'm keeping this shit moving for you guys. I've had just about enough of the disrespect. All right. Let's not get it twisted. All the reviews we have are very, very nice. But so if you have the time, we'd really so appreciate a review. So if you have some time and you want to get on and say on iTunes, say, you know what? This is a great podcast. You know what the best part is? Emma and the, key, the pace she keeps it moving at. That's the review that I'd like to read. And you don't have to write that. I'm just giving you ideas. I'm spitballing here. Okay. Emma, where could they find you on Twitter so they can um, say things nice directly to you? Yeah. If you want to just like cut out the middleman and compliment me directly, I'm on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Twitter at, at wildfire underscore king. I don't really tweet that much. It's just like... Mostly just me liking stuff and hanging out or whatever. But who knows? Might tweet some more. But if you want to see what I'm up to or whatever, mostly it's just me tweeting about what I'm doing in Destiny right now. That's pretty much it. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm kind of still new to figuring out the personal Twitter game. I'm a pro at running our, our, our account, though. So hopefully I'll get the hang of it. All right. Calm down. But, uh, Thanks for doing us this No, that's not a... That's what? That, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, Emma, Emma's, Emma's gotten a little too ornery from seeing all these magical boys. She needs to go uh, take some time to herself. I need some me time. <laughs> she some needs... magical me time. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Come back in November for... Uh, Zapped. Uh, for Zapped. Oh, also, we don't plug this a lot, but uh, if you want to shoot us an email about uh, stuff like... I don't know where to like where you should put the podcast so you can listen to it easier or just requests if you want to hear a certain movie. Uh, I don't know. Let's not go say we're going to take requests because sometimes we just want to do stuff to torture each other. Who the fuck uh, cares? We'll take it eventually if it takes it two years. Sure, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Not? There's no time frame on requests. 
it would be a good metric to see what people want. If we get like 10 emails saying the same thing, that's something to consider. Right. Also, if you want to send us corrections or something, because we've got some corrections. Don't send us corrections. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I know everything I'm saying is wrong. I can safely assume when I turn off this mic, you guys, that there are 75% of the things that I said need to be corrected. I don't need <laughs> you guys to tell me that. I know. Well, I was I'm just going to say, if you, if you want to send us corrections, send them to our email because we can't really um, eloquently explain our reasoning behind something uh, in a tweet because it's only 140 characters. I actually do appreciate corrections, guys. I'm totally yeah. kidding. Please send it to me. <laughs> Um, it makes me feel like an idiot, but that's the only way that I'm going to learn and become less of an idiot. So thank you right. so much. Right. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, our, you can find our email on our website, but it's, uh, dcomedypodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, you can hit us up any one of those places. Uh, you know, please subscribe, review, follow us on Twitter if you want, but uh, we said all this already. So yeah, thank you so much for Why are you repeating yourself? Let's go. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Uh, oh, also, I hope you have a happy and safe Halloween, everybody. Ooh. Decoms forever. Stay Bye-bye. spooky. <laughs> Stay hashtag too spooky. Find me. Knock, knock. The bomb. I uh, hope I'm not interrupting anything. Dad, I found him. Oh, hi, uh, I'm Alex. This is my son Cal. We just moved in down the street and we heard about your party. Oh well, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm Gwen, and this is my daughter Marnie. If all witches were as pretty as you, they'd uh, have a better reputation. Oh, thanks. Can I put those in the freezer for you? Oh, uh, whatever you want. They're there for you. Uh, uh, for the party. I hope you like lime. Green's my favorite color. Okay. Uh, is the rest of your family coming too? Oh, it's just me and Cal. Oh, well, lime is good. Good. Um, I've got some scoops over here. Let me help you. That's Cindy. Yeah. Well, it's a little crowded in here. You want to give me a tour?